Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Sealand Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. He's got room. He's turning on the burners inside the 30, inside the 20, inside the 10. Touchdown for the Sealand Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the heart of Seal Nation. Driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game. The Heartland Conference and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field on the grounds of Seals Grove Area School District. And welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by Ryan Brandt. Tonight, it's the 3-3 three and three Seals Grove Seals hosting the 3-3 three and three Shemokin Indians. Both teams sit atop of the conference with 2-1 and one records, along with Lewisburg, and Jersey Shore, who also sit at 2-1 and one in conference play. The Seals lead the all-time series for, versus Shemokin 19-8 and have won. They have in the last 14 while outscoring them 538 to just 147 points for the Shemokin Indians. The Seals got a convincing 34-7 win over Loyal Sock a week ago. The Indians are under first-year head coach Henry Hanoski, and they're trying to bounce back from a 34 13 loss to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs a week ago. Both teams have relied on defenses in 2018 as the offense try to put the right pieces and try to create more consistency for each team. Well, Ryan, the Seals got two defensive touchdowns a week ago in the win over the Lancers, and the Indians' defense has returned three interceptions for TDs, with two of them coming in an upset win over Lewisburg in Week 5. They will rely on defense tonight. Well, when you get two defensive teams, Pat, playing each other, you know what that means. High-scoring game. <laughs> That's the recipe. It's funny. You, you get two offensive teams, and you end up not having a lot of scoring. You get two defensive teams, you're going to get a high-scoring game. Now, both teams' defense are playing well. High energy. One thing Henry Hyanoski has brought to Shemokin is a competitive nature. You can definitely see in film these kids are playing harder than we've seen in the past. And it hasn't been a good pass for Shemokin versus Seals Grove since 2009 when we started covering on the radio. But he's Hyanoski uh, as a coach definitely brought that mentality. The, their kids gotten a little bigger too. I think it's worked into the weight room. They've been lifting weights. They're coming. They're playing harder. It's going to be a real physical matchup. You'll really see it on the defensive side of the ball for Shemokin. You talk about the matchup Seals Grove's had with Shemokin. Seals Grove has averaged 36.4 points a game in the last nine regular seasons games while only giving up less than 10 at 9.2 points per game. Their winning margins, 27.2 for the Seals Grove Seals over the Indians. And get this, at halftime, they're averaging a lead margin of over 17 points. Seals Grove has dominated this uh, matchup against the Shemokin Indians. But as you said, Ryan, different guy at the helm for the Shemokin Indians. And he's stressing, let's get back to playing Shemokin type football with the tenacity and toughness. And we expect to see that here tonight. Well, I'm sticking with, you know, you're talking about historical dominance over the last, you know, almost decade here. Seals Grove has only trailed once. And that was the 3-0 in 2012. So, I mean, they've literally handled this this uh, series. But, yeah, Henry Ionoski is already doing something that Schmokin hasn't done in four or five years. They got three wins. It's been since, what, 2014 since they had more than three wins. So Ionoski's come in here. And, and it's weird when you look at their schedule. I mean, 
they got a come-from-behind win over Milton where they won 34-33. They lost to a very good North Schoolkill team, 36-15. They beat a zero-win Central Mountain team, 35-6. Got it handed to them when, when Hyanoski came home to Southern Columbia, 48-0 they lost. But then they beat Lewisburg, 27-7, a team that Seals Group lost to week one. I will say this, Lewisburg did not have five, their, their amazing uh, star athlete in Dylan Farinato. And it was Seals Grove's first game of the season with a very young and experienced team. So it's kind of hard to kind of use that one. And then last week, Shemokin lost to Jersey Shore 34-14. I don't know what we're going to get out of this Jersey Shore team. It seems to me like they're a little up and down. But one thing I, they know they do do is they play with a ton of energy. So Henry Hyanoski, I think, has gotten three wins off that energy he hasn't been there long enough to maybe bring in the x's and o's and the experience he has as a college and an nfl player you talk about their start at three and three and you're right it's the best start they've had since 2014 now on the flip side of that they ended 2014 five and six but the thing that Shmoke is trying to deal with is and we talk about their improved defense but they have been vulnerable new north schuylkill as everyone talked about a very very good team Rushed for 443 yards and had five touchdowns against the Shemokin Indians. But North Schuylkill, like I said, is a very good team and took advantage of that opportunity. Now, the one thing that Seals Grove, and this plays right into Seals Grove, and I, we talked about it off the air before we went on, Shemokin has fumbled the ball 15 times. Now, they've only given it up five out of those 15, but fumbles, even when you recover them, you lose a down, and, and most likely you lost yardage as well. So, But that's something that will play into Seals Grove defensive side. And Seals Grove has been able to force a ton of fumbles, and they've recovered a bunch of them. So I, it's, it's, it's a great thing for Seals Grove to see a team that puts the ball on the ground a lot, uh, and then we're a team that also makes the ball go on the ground a lot. So that's a good thing there for sure. I tell you though, you know, Shemokin is a is a big aggressive uh, defense, and then after we see Seals offense last week, really get that run game going, that's going to be an interesting matchup tonight. I think one thing Shemokin can do, from what I've seen, is they can come out, they can be physical, they can blow up lead box blocks, they can get to the ball and run tackle. Now, Seals passing game has been struggling a little bit. I think last week, I don't think Danny played necessarily bad. I just think the cornerbacks were very good. Loyal Sox cornerbacks are athletic. They did a good job shutting down, not giving anything. There's nothing open. But Seals was able to run the ball, so it didn't matter. Tonight, I think Danny's back on track tonight. I, I think tonight's a night where, you know, you got a physical defense that's a lot like Jersey Shore. They put more guys up at the line, more guys in the box. I don't think their secondary is their strength of their defense. I think Danny, if that offensive line can give him a little bit of time, I think the receivers are going to be able to get open. I think Danny gets on back track tonight. I don't expect to see that trend of the running game for us continue to be the dominant thing. I think we're going to get back a little bit to that passing game. And we found out last week if the passing game isn't working, they have a rushing game that they can rely on. We saw that a week ago against the Loyal Sock Lancers. Well, we got a lot more to talk about in terms of the Seals and the Shemokin Indians uh, during Seals game day. But we're also going to get previews of other games heard on the family of Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. This includes hearing from Kevin Hur covering the Shikalimi Braves on News Radio 1070 WKOK, along with Lewisburg Green Dragons covering 
the on 100.9 the valley and the thing is the two teams are playing each other so we'll get a good perspective from each side of the coin in terms of what they think from their teams tonight a big matchup between the shikaloon braves and the lewisburg green dragons we'll also give you the blaze alexander ford tough game of the week brought to you by blaze alexander ford where it's worth the drive to route 45 so stick around it's seals game day driven by summary motor company you know eagle 107 at eagle107.com Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com. It's worth the drive to Route 45. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milton. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man and Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Zealand's Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Zealand's Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. Stream on with Service Electric Cablevision high-speed internet free for two months. Enjoy faster speeds for smooth streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Choose the speed that's right for you. Plus, you'll get free installation and two free months all-in-one wireless cable modem and router when you sign up. SCCV high-speed internet free for two months. Visit sccv.com slash speed. That's sccv.com slash speed. Offer ends October 26th. We are Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. We have a lot more to talk about in terms of the Seals and the Shimokan Indians. A big hack one game. Both teams sit at 2-1 and one in the winner tonight in the driver's seat to win the hack one there's a lot more to play for throughout the season. You've got Jersey Shore two and one, Lewisburg also at two and one. But we're going to talk more about that later. Right now, the Shikla Bay Braves got their first win of 2018 last week with a 13-3 win over Central Mountain. The Braves rushed for 178 yards and held Central Mountain to just 116 total yards. Now the Seals look for win number two against the Lewisburg Green Dragons. So let's hear from the voice of the Shikolimi Braves, Kevin Hur, covering the Braves on one on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Well, the Shikolimi Braves will look to make it two in a row tonight as they go on the road to Lewisburg for the first of three road games to wrap up the regular season. Last week, the Braves got a little bit healthier, at least for a few quarters. Darrell Lyles returned from injury, only to see quarterback Duncan Weir go down to injury early in the game. That brought Drew Balestrini back to the quarterback position for the second time this year. He's the fourth player to play the quarterback position for the Braves to date. 
Although it's not a new position for Drew, he was a youth quarterback in the Shikolami program right around the same time as the current Sealands Grove starter Eric Schock was learning to play football in the youth program. That's about when Balestrini decided to try another skill position. Now, Lucas Tilford is expected to see the field for the first time in about a month, but he'll likely see action in the slot and in the backfield as opposed to the quarterback spot where he started the season. Shikolami's defense, though, that was the standout a week ago held Central Mountain to a late second-quarter field goal in the win and caused some key second-half turnovers to stop some Wildcat threats. Shikolami now minus two in the turnover ratio, which isn't really bad when you figure the team is one in five. That number's usually a lot higher. Most important last week was the season's first big scoring drive. A 73-yard drive late in the game capped off by an 8-yard touchdown run from Jermaine's Herring to lock up a homecoming win and the first victory of the season. Now, tonight, the Braves are going to try and stop an impressive running back in Max Moyers, whose stats are just beyond belief. And the best way to do that, well, that's probably going to be more of those 73-yard drives on offense. Look for a host of backs to touch the ball this week, and look for a few more Tilford-style sets, as opposed to just wing T, as more of the veteran players come back on the field tonight. It's Shikolami at Lewisburg from Christy Matthews and Memorial Stadium on the campus of Bucknell University. Pre-game on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com is 6.30. Join the coach Dick Horton and me for kickoff at 7. For Seals Game Day on Eagle 107, I'm Kevin Herr. For nearly 100 years, Party Insurance has been your locally owned, family-operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855 or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock, backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575, or on the web at slivlaw.com. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life, and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live, and whatever your sport, Shamoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Health Center, designed with you in mind. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Hey, remember, check out our Facebook page. Go to Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. It's all Seals Grove all the time. We do a Trivia Tuesday, Throwback Thursday, and we get you all 
caught up and ready to go for the upcoming opponent for the Seals Grove Seals. That's on our Facebook page. Hey, the Lewisburg Green Dragons won 35-7 over Bloomsburg last week to improve to 4-2, bouncing back after an upset loss to Shemokin in Week 5. Lewisburg continues to rely on the running game. So it's time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. The Lewisburg Green Dragons play the Shickling Braves tonight in a Heartland Conference Division I game. Tonight's game will be played on the campus of Bucknell University at Christy Matthewson Memorial Stadium, and it is homecoming for the Green Dragons. Lewisburg comes into tonight's contest with a record of 4-2, and two, and Shikalemi comes in with a record of 1-5 after defeating Central Mountain last week by a score of 13-3. Last week, Lewisburg defeated Bloomsburg by a score of 35-7. Lewisburg's offensive and defensive lines dominated the game. Lewisburg rushed for 270 yards and held Bloomsburg to under 50 yards rushing. Max Moyers rushed for 192 yards and 25 carries and scored four touchdowns. Moyers leads the area in rushing yards with 1,045 and in touchdowns with 16. Shikalemi comes into tonight's game coming off its first win of the season as they defeated Central Mountain last week. Shikalemi runs the wing tee offense and because of injuries has had to rely on third string quarterback Drew Balestrini. Their leading rusher is Dramez Herring with 188 yards on the year. Their leading receiver is Darrell Lyles with seven receptions for the season. Shiklemi runs an odd man front defense and are very aggressive with the blitz. They like to blitz on almost every play. It will be important for Lewisburg's offensive line to again be the aggressor tonight. If they can pick up the blitz, they could break some long runs tonight. Defensively, Lewisburg will want to force Shiklemi to throw the ball because that is the weak point of their offense. If Lewisburg can do this, it should be a happy homecoming. Game time is 7 o'clock with their pregame at 6.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for game day on Eagle 107. All right, Greg, thanks very much. Sean Carey here in studio as we continue Seals game day on Eagle 107. We'll have scoreboard updates from across the valley tonight at Eagle107.com. Games that we're following include Warrior Run at Bloomsburg. uh, Williamsport will be at Pittston tonight. North Schuylkill at Tamaqua. Milton traveling up to the northern tier as they take on Wellsboro. South Williamsport at Central Columbia. Loyal Sock at Mifflinburg. Berwick at Hazleton. And tonight you got the battle for the old shoe. Muncie at Montgomery. Jersey Shore at undefeated Southern Columbia. Mifflinburg, uh, Millersburg rather. Millersburg at Tri-Valley. Williams Valley at Pine Grove. In the Tri-Valley League, Midwest looking to continue their magical season. They're in the Pottsville area tonight to take on Nativity BVM. Juniata at Upper Dauphin, Susquehanna at Halifax, Hughesville at Mount Carmel, Line Mountain at Newport, and Danville homecoming tonight. The Ironmen will entertain the 5-1 Montoursville Warriors. Cody Jarrett from SusquehannaValleySports.com will check in tonight give us a report on that matchup on Sunbury Motors game night. So keep tabs on all those scores all night long at Eagle107.com on the scoreboard page. Take a quick break, and after that, we'll head back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as we continue Seals game day with Pat and Ryan on Eagle 107. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1950. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. 
Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove, next to the American Legion. Go Seals! Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grove football games, his company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. This is Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company or Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Ryan ran down the what Schmogan has done up to this point, taking a look at their schedule again. They start out with a win over Milton, lost to North Schuylkill, undefeated North Schuylkill, before beating Central Mountain 35-6. They got shut out by Southern Columbia before the upset win over Lewisburg 27-7, and they lost last week to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. So right now, again, Schmokin sits at 3-3, 2-1 in conference play. For the Seals Grove Seals, they start out with a loss to Lewisburg 32-22, then they beat Jersey Shore 31-10, got shut out by Southern Columbia. They shut out Schick in week five, or week four, excuse me, 35-0, before falling to Berwick 21-7. And last week, the Seals Grove Seals traveled to Loyal Sock and beat the Lancers 34-7 behind two defensive touchdowns, a 95-yard interception return by Josh Nyland, and a 32-yard fumble recovery by Ben Swineford. Again, Seals Grove after tonight, they'll have at Central Mountain, at 5-1 Danville, and at 5-1 Montoursville. Speaking of Danville and Montoursville, the Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45 this week. It's the 5-1 Danville Ironman versus the 5-1 Montoursville Warriors, so we'll keep an eye on this tough game of the week. Ryan, two opponents for Seals Grove down the road at Danville and here home to wrap up the season against a good Montoursville team. You know what else I noticed here when you were reading off both uh, teams' schedules and results? Neither one of these teams has won two games in a row. Mm-hmm. Neither one of these teams have lost two games in a row. Seals Grove won their last game, and Shemokin lost their last game. So something could break tonight, <laughs> and I hope it's two losses in a row for Shemokin and two wins in a row for the first time this season for the Seals. Hopefully streaks will continue, like you said, with Shemokin falling to Seals Grove here tonight. Seals Grove will get their first back-to-back win of 2018. And as you said, Chamokin would lose two games in a row. See if that works out. Speaking of last week, Seals Grove beat the Lancers 34-7. Seals Grove had 17 first down. Lancers had 10. 
Sealsker rushed for 248 yards to just 26 for the Lancers. But Sealsgrove only passed for 66 yards, while the Lancers threw for 164 yards behind sophomore quarterback Chase Cavanaugh. So total on the night, Sealsgrove went for 314 yards total. The Lancers just 190. Sealsgrove struggled in the penalty department, six penalties for 50 yards. The halftime score was 21-7. to Sealsgrove led in that game. Looking at the Smoking Indians, lost last week to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, 34-13, to where they gave up 355 yards, 240 through the air, 115 on the ground to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Jersey Shore led 22-6 to at halftime, and they saw Smoking put the ball on the ground three times. Ryan, we talked about that number already, 15 fumbles by Smoking on the season. They've lost five of those. And the reason we bring that up again, and it's worth mentioning, is Sealsgrove has forced fumbles this season. So that could be a big opportunity for Sealsgrove, something they already do well, and to get somebody vulnerable like the Smoking Indians who have put the ball on the ground. Uh, I mean, Sealsgrove's forced a lot. I mean, Sealsgrove's recovered a lot. They have 13 fumble recoveries through six games. I mean, that's ridiculous. I know we were talking before we went on the air. I wonder what the record is for a season. I can't remember the years we've covered of anything like that, this kind of start on forced fumbles and fumble recoveries for the Seals. But if you're going to tell me we're playing a team that puts the ball on the turf, I'm feeling good. I mean, uh, now watch, we're jinxing it all. I mean, we're, we're as fans, we're dumb <laughs> for even bringing this up. Uh, you know, as, as far as calling the game, I guess we have to give you those kind of insights. But, yeah, you watch tonight, there'll be zero fumbles. <laughs> well, on a good point of that, we talked about with Derek Hicks last week, and we said the sophomore quarterback, Chase Cavanaugh, for the Lewis Lock Lancers, that had only thrown the ball 19 times. He struggled in the yeah. games that he had played. They were they had not won. And, boy, he came out, and I told Derek during the interview, which we'll hear from him in a little bit, he looked like an all-state quarterback in that first half. He hit like his first seven passes. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was crazy, and, and they were good throws. It wasn't like some of them were deep downfield. I, I mean, give credit to also the receivers last week. Lewis Lock had some nice, big athletes, a receiver, but this QB didn't look rattled at all. He didn't look a guy that, that wasn't seasoned. He, he came out, and he took it to Seelensgrove's defense with the ball in the air. And again, Seelensgrove, what they do best at halftime, coach him up, make adjustments, and the second half was a different story, but... Yeah, that was that was just kind of jinx last week. We didn't think their quarterback was going to do too much, and he came out and he was delivering. Over the last five years, Schmokin has struggled. Last year, they were one and nine. Seelsgrove beat them twenty nothing. In 2016, Schmokin was also one and nine. Seelsgrove beat them thirty eight to twenty. That was a game that was close, twenty four twenty. Until a late touchdown, Garrett Campbell for the Seelsgrove Seals and were able to pull away and win by eighteen. But now, 2015, Schmokin was two and eight. Seelsgrove beat them 52-7 in 2014, and we talked about that, was their best start until this year where they went 3-3 and and ended up 5-6 and that season. Seelsgrove was able to beat them 49-0. In 2013, Schmokin was 0-10. Seelsgrove beat them that year 42-13. So we're looking over the last five years. Schmokin's only won nine games. That's an average of 1.8 wins a year. By almost losing nine games a year. Now, on the flip side, Seals Grove's success over the last five years include two seasons with 11 or more wins. That was in 17 and 2015. But then outside of that, in 16, they went 8 and 4. 2014, they went 9 and 4. In 2013, they were 500 at 6 and 6. Seals Grove averaging over the last five years over nine wins a game and losing less than four games a year. So, again, all the stuff we're breaking down here and the stuff we're talking about. 
sways in the favor of the Seals Grove Seals to win this game tonight. But again, we're talking under new head coach Henry Hanoski, and we're interested to see what the stamp is for Henry Hanoski on his Shemogan Indians. And Derek already talked about it uh, when I met with him earlier in the week about just getting him in the weight room, get the numbers higher, get some depth on the roster. And we've seen that already during the warm-ups here. These kids do look bigger. And there are a lot more Chimogan Indians on the roster this year than years past. I mean, let's be honest. The guy won a Super Bowl. Uh, who doesn't want to hang out with a guy that won a Super Bowl? I, these kids are probably kids that never even played football. Probably went out for this, and and uh, and you know you don't get to where he got as a player without a without a special uh, culture or mindset. This guy is a workhorse. He's a competitor. He knows what it takes. If you ask me in that Super Bowl at halftime, he was one of the guys you might be talking about for MVP. I mean, he was making things happen at Super Bowl. And uh, he's just that type of athlete, that type of competitor. You just People around him are going to be better because of it. And he's definitely going to bring that as a coach. Well, one thing and we talked about and read and you say about guys coming out that possibly would not have come out or hadn't come out, and one of them is Joe Mosser. He's a split-end junior, six foot, 165 pounds. He was a leading scorer on the basketball team a year ago. His first time coming out to play football is eight catches for 129 yards for the Smokin' Indians. So you get that kind of response when a guy comes in with the name, but now you get some wins under your belt, you gain some confidence, but you have to be able to surpass that 500 record or that 5-6 and six record that they had in 2014 to be able to gain that level of confidence that maybe they're turning the corner here. But, as Derek would say, let's not turn the corner here tonight against the Seals Grove Seals. Speaking of Derek Hicks, we're going to hear from him at the bottom of the hour as he talks about preparation for the Smoking Indians and how he's seen a difference in the Smoking Indian team. All that and more as we continue with Seals Game Day here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. There's a new breed of dog in town and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your basset hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, si, senor. Don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. Seawins Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawins Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawins Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seawins Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawins Grove. Go Seals! Before we travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Track Henny Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Track County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Track County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. 
Call 570-321-2020. Eagle107.com. Seals game day on Eagle 107 as we're less than a half an hour away from the homecoming matchup at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field between the Seals and Shemokin Indians. Sean Carey with you in studio. Henry Hynoski's high school resume stacks up to any player that has ever played high school football in the state of Pennsylvania. 7,165 yards rushing, 113 touchdowns, four straight Pennsylvania state championships too. Hynoski played. 2003 to 2006, which was a brief hiatus in the Seawans Grove Southern Columbia series. So he never played a game against Seawans Grove. Ironically, Henry Hynoski's best game of his career came on November 27, 2004 at Harold L. Bullig Memorial Field in a 76-47 win over Pius X in a single-A state quarterfinal game. Hino, then a sophomore, rushed for 409 yards and five touchdowns. That night, the Southern Columbia offense racked up 770 yards on the ground. Tonight, he's got the ball cap on and the coach's whistle as the head coach of the Shemokin Indians as they take on the Seals. And once we come back from our timeout, we will hear from the head coach of the Seals Grove Seals, Derek Hicks, in his weekly conversation with Pat O'Brien as we continue Seals game day and the Derek Hicks pregame show next on Eagle 107. If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available, too, for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com. It's worth the drive to Route 45. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milton. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man and Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. Eagle107.com. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Coach Hicks. Pat O'Brien alone, Coach Derek Hicks. As the Seals Grove Seals getting ready to take on the Shemokin Indians as they return to Seals Grove at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field to take on the Shemokin Indians. They also return to Hack 1 play against the 2-1 and Shemokin Indians. Seals Grove also 2-1 and in conference. So it's a big matchup between these two teams. But before we take a look at Shemokin, we take a look back at the win over the Little Sock Lancers a week ago, 34-7. to And Derek, we said it after the interview. 
interview when you were talking to Ryan. What a strange first half that was, and the fact that the defense ended up getting two defensive touchdowns, but it also was the defense that were showing some vulnerability against the sophomore quarterback, Kavanaugh. Yeah, I mean, uh, took us a little while to settle in defensively. Uh, like you said, two scores, uh, you know, which is a nice start. But in between those two scores, we gave up a score. Uh, you know, and it was honestly that was on me. That was an adjustment I had to make uh, on film. They had not had any success passing the ball. Uh, very few attempts with the sophomore quarterback, and uh, you know we certainly didn't expect them to come in and start slinging the ball around like they did. So uh, after that drive, that was one of those uh, you know kind of scrap the game plan and uh, pull out the play sheet and see what you think will work and change things up. And fortunately, the kids responded on the fly and things worked out pretty well. And talk about that passing game again, Chase Cavanaugh for Loyal Sock, who had only had about 19 completions all year long, filling in for Connor Watkins, but ended up throwing for. 164 yards and just about all of them in that first half it seemed like it was i'm going to throw it up let some athletes make some plays and that was part of what the adjustments need to be for your defense yeah i mean they had they have two two dudes on the outside and uh you know we we knew number one uh, we we were double covering him uh we just didn't expect the backside to be as strong as it was uh so again that was just a little tweak with uh, the secondary coverage and uh you know a- after that scoring drive i think the kids settled in and did a nice job. Well, then you talk about your running game got going as other things were struggling for you. Joe Connor goes over 160-some yards, 168 uh, on the night. End up getting that big touchdown at the end of the first half. What does that do for you going in the locker room, knowing you have that that you just put in uh, into the game plan to be able to run like you did? Uh, you know, that was big. I mean, to get that score, go up 21-7 before the half, knowing that we were getting the second-half kickoff, you know, that, that's a nice momentum boost, and it's also... Uh, a nice confidence boost in that we wanted to run the football, and we had struggled early on. The line was kind of uh, struggling getting the push, and uh, you know went with the fullback, went with an eye eye type backfield on that drive, and uh, you know that seemed to make the difference. We got a push, we had the fullback in there, and uh, you know that that's just big going into the locker room. Like I said, especially getting that second half kick. So you get the win over Loyal Sock, and there's three big plays in the game that we were talking about in the booth during the game. One. We end up talking about they have not made a field goal since 2014. They come up, looks like a makeable field goal to put them up 10-7. to 7. You end up missing that. You get the ball back. You avoid that uh, score by Loyal Sock. Big play there. Obviously, the interception by Nyland for 95 yards touchdown. But the strange play in the end zone where they called offensive pass interference. I didn't get to see it on film. What was that play? We were surprised by the call. Uh, yeah, I mean, watching that live, I thought for sure. When I saw the flag go, I thought it was on us. And uh, when they started moving back, uh, you know, I about fell over on the sidelines and got home and uh, was uploading film, you know, late Friday, early Saturday, and kind of jumped ahead to that play to see what was going on. And on film, you know, to me, it's actually a no call. Uh, you know, uh, Dean was was where he needed to be. Their receiver got underneath him, and uh, you know, you let the boys play ball. So sometimes, you know, you get upset with officials, and sometimes they cut you a huge break. And you know, that's a couple of plays before Nyland scores. So that was uh, definitely a break in our favor at that point. It would have been a touchdown for the Lowell Sock Lancers, and, and we're talking about it ended up being an offensive pass interference. The Lowell Sock receiver caught the ball in a parent touchdown, but what a big change that was! And like you said, Derek turns in to a couple plays later, Nyland catches the ball where he, the quarterback threw it right to him. It was his worst pass of the night on a good first uh, half for Nyland. 
and turns it into a touchdown, a big momentum boost for your Seals Grove Seals. So they go on a win, beat Loyal Sock 34-7, improved to 3-3, three and three, setting up a game tonight against the Shemokin Indians. And for our first question, we send it to Murphy as she'll address tonight's game. The Seals Grove Seals have had a lot of success against Shemokin, but how do you make sure they're ready and focused going into this week's game? Uh, you know, it wasn't hard because we... With with Schmokin knocking off Lewisburg two weeks ago, uh, that put us right back in the Hack One title picture. Uh, you know, if you want to stay in that picture, you've got to get the win against Schmokin. Uh, you know, and, and if we're able to beat Schmokin, then it comes down to to the uh, Jersey Shore Lewisburg game, which I believe is next week. So, uh, you know, I, that, that's kind of what I've been preaching to the kids is if we want to stay the one seed, if we want that home field advantage for districts. And uh, if we want that shot at the Hack 1 title, which, you know, four weeks ago we didn't think we had, uh, you know, this is a must-win game. So they've been, uh, you know, they've been in the film, great week of practice, and uh, wasn't hard to keep them motivated. Talking to Coach Derek Hicks, part of the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. So Schmokin Indians under first-year head coach Henry Hanoski, and always curious about what you've seen and the change in the new leadership at Schmokin. You've seen a lot of the change over the years, but what do you see from uh, Coach Hanoski uh, as you're uh, preparing for the Indians? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously spending a lot of time as a defensive coordinator looking at their offense, and uh, you know, you're going to see a, a variable offense. I, I told the daily item when I spoke to them, you know, they'll come out and th- they'll be in uh, wing T one series. Uh, you know, a couple plays later, they're in spread. Next thing you know, they're running a pro eye look. Uh, you know, then they're going with like a jumbo heavy package with uh, extra linemen and fullbacks in there trying to mash the ball. Uh, you know, so so lots of different looks out of them. And uh, the other thing I notice is, I, you know, Henry's. He, he's coaching that physicality that the Cole region was always known for. And, uh, you know, you can see that, that this year's Schmokin team, they're, they're a little more, they're a little tougher and a little more physical than what we've seen in the past. So speaking of their toughness and knowing what you're going to get from a Shemokin Indian team, you have a quarterback in Danny Schock who struggled last week. His numbers end up 6 for 16 for just 66 yards and threw another pick. His preparation going into this game, where is he mentally and in his preparation for a Shemokin team? Uh, you know, he, he, he's all right. He's a worker, lots of questions in practice, kind of preparing for things. Uh, you know, and the nice thing for him last week, when you can rush for almost 250, uh, it, it takes the pressure off your quarterback because, you know, at that point it was handed to Joe Conn or Nate Schoen and kind of see what they can do. So uh, that, that'll be the plan again is trying to establish that running game, take some of the heat off the quarterback. Uh, you know, when Coy when Bastion has had reps in practice this week, He's looked really good running the football, so that's another another look that we might, uh, you know, see how the game progresses. We might be able to show. One of the big things again last week, Joe Con 168 yards behind an offensive line that's been together for a couple weeks in a row. Is that still the case as you move into this home game against the Indians? Uh, yeah, for the first time, I think all season, both sides of the football, uh, you know, every everybody's healthy, everybody's ready to go. 
What have you seen, Nate Schoen? And you moved in. Speaking of the the lines, the defensive side, Nate Schoen moved up, played the DN position. Have you liked what you've seen from him? And and will he continue to play that DN position? Uh yeah, he's back there again. And yeah, you know, it's just he's an athletic kid that uh, super quick, not afraid of contact, and uh, you know he presents a challenge for a D tackle just because of his athleticism. Uh, you know, and he's doing a nice job. Couple mistakes here and there, but you know what you have to realize is although it's week uh, seven for us. You know, it's basically like a scrimmage preseason type situation for him. That's all he's been doing uh, is playing there for a couple weeks. So, you know, we're going we're to take those growing pains and, and the positives right now uh, far outweigh a mistake or two here and there. You talk about the Shemokin Indians and how you've seen the toughness, and we know the type of game that you will get from Shemokin when it comes to that element of it. Penalty-wise, and I know you'll say hustle plays are fine. You know, you, you get these in-game penalties, but the, the kind of penalties you need to stay away from are extracurricular stuff. Uh, how important have you focused on that as you prepare for the Indians? Uh, you know, it's one of those things. We've been, honestly, uh, pretty disciplined for the most part with uh, what I would call the silly the silly penalties. Um, you know, a couple holds here and there and, and some in-game, like you said, hustle-type penalties, which... Uh, you know, if you're going 100%, they're going to happen. You don't want them to happen, but but they're going to happen. Uh, you know, we've been smart with the late hits. Uh, we we had a call last week on a, a helmet, a targeting type call, uh, which on live I thought was questionable. And when you watch the film, you know, unfortunately, it's not like college where they can review it because it wasn't even close. Uh, and again, that's one of those things where officials make mistakes. And you know, we took the penalty, and you move on, and you keep playing football. So, uh, not something we want to dwell on with the kids. We want them hustling. We want them playing hard. The last element of last week's game that I want to talk about in terms of correcting and making sure you're more prepared is the exchange from the center to the holder and for the kick. Had a couple of miscues last week. Anything needed to be tweaked about that, or is it just a matter of uh, making sure they're they're prepared and ready to go? Yeah, no, it was just a couple bad snaps and... Uh... You know, Christian Kantz is he's tired. He's running receiver, uh, and then he's coming in trying to snap. Unfortunately, we got Connor Reinhardt back, who uh, for the for the extra points and uh, the field goals, he's going to be the guy now. And um, you know that that should hopefully shore things up for us. Well, Derek, we appreciate your time as always. As your Seals Grove Seals in a big hack one matchup against the Shemokin Indians, both teams sitting at two and one. And from what you talk about, we know it's at stake. So we wish the Seals good luck. And of course, every Replay is going to be heard right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey fans, how about some food? Fan food. The DQ Honey Barbecue Glazed Chicken Strip Basket, the Five Buck Lunch, KC Barbecue Bacon Cheeseburger, or the new Crispy Chicken Salad. And if it is a blizzard that you want, the Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough is the blizzard of the month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ, fan food, not fast food. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Sealands Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. 
Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock, backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company. Your Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Almost time for the opening kickoff at the top of the hour between the Schmokin Indians and the Seals Grove Seals. Just heard from head man Coach Derek Kicks and his team's preparation for a big matchup, big hack one matchup against the Schmokin Indians. We've already talked about Seals Grove has dominated this uh, this matchup between these two teams over the years. Actually, you look back, the last time was 2003 that Schmokin beat the Seals and did it twice in that year. The first meeting since 1989, the Seals were defeated 28-7 in the regular season and then fell four weeks later, 17-3 in the district playoffs. Well, we're getting near the kickoff. we got the national anthem coming up here. We're going to step aside here and allow it to play here as we get ready for the opening kickoff again. 2-1 Indians against the 2-1 Sealands Grove Seals. Again, here's our national anthem. Dominance of the Seals Grove Seals over the Shemokin Indians. And then versus the Shemokin Indians in 2011, the Seals had eight sacks. Harley Stahl had three. Eric Eaton had 2.5. Mike Eade had two. 
and Mike Walter a half a sack in that 2011 matchup. That would be the only win for the Seals Grove Seals in 2011 as they beat the Smoke Indians. In 2012, the Seals won 20 to 13 in the regular season, and boy, bounced back in a big way, winning 41 to nothing in the District Four semifinal games against the Smoking Indians. The Smoking Indians saw Seals Grove dominate them in a big way in 2015. The Seals won 52 to seven. The defense picked off five passes, recovered a fumble, and blocked a punt. 2016, the Seals defense had 11 tackle for losses. Ryan, tackle for loss has been in a big way here tonight. We've already talked about the forced fumbles and Seals Grove able to get on top of them to get more possessions, but also get in that backfield, disrupting things will be a key here tonight against this Indian team who's looking to find some consistency on the offensive side. Uh, I mean, that tackles for a loss 22 Seals Group has this year, and uh, and, and they've, they've had a lot of pressure. I mean, there's stats in there you can't get uh, uh, QB pressure, uh, even pressure in the backfield, bumping runs out around. Seals Group's been there all year. Ziders has been amazing from his defensive end position. Then you have Nate Schoen playing there the last handful of games. I like the move for him to there. They just get in the backfield, two big, strong athletes, just creating a lot of havoc. So, you're going to see it tonight. I think you're going to see two defenses out there bringing a ton of energy, and to me, that's fun. I love watching defenses get in the backfield and creating havoc. I don't care. You watch any level of football. That that brings a ton of excitement. The Seals Grove, as we've been covering them, have not lost to the Shemokin Indians. 11-0, that counts regular season and playoff games. The most points they scored was 55 in 2009. The least points Seals Grove has allowed is they've had three shutouts in 12, 14, and 2017. Look at some of the top performers. Logan Livey, 320 yards in 2017. Javon Batts ran for 269 yards, three touchdowns. Just nine carries, almost 30 yards per carry. Garrett Campbell had 220 yards, three touchdowns in 2016. And Ryan, going back to 2009, Ryan Kaiser, 176 yards, two touchdowns back in 2009. So offensively, they dominated. We talk about what they've done on the defensive side and interceptions. Dan Bossier. Back in 2010, had two picks against the Shemokin Indians. Like to see more interceptions from Seals Grove. Again, by this time last year, they had over seven interceptions. This year, they have two. Swineford has one. Nyland, of course, had an interception a week ago for a 95-yard interception return. But again, can't talk about enough about the dominance of the Seals Grove Seals have over the Shemokin Indians. One thing we looked at, Ron, before, while we were off the air there, where Derek interview is, Points in the first quarter. Seals Grove has not scored a lot of points in that first quarter. Shemokin as well, not seeing the end zone in that first quarter. So an important element, who gets on top first. Yeah, I mean, fast start here would be great, but like you said there, Seals Grove has not had good first quarters. Shemokin's done a good job of limiting their opponents in the first quarter. But when you look at Seals Grove, their best quarter scoring are the second and fourth. So as a team, as they get going, as they get more comfortable in the groove of the game and things warm up, they get better. If they were to come out and get a fast start, we could have ourselves a blowout. And I don't know how Shemokin would react to that, but I know for Seals Grove that would be a sign of a lot of scoring to come. You know, it's funny you said that uh, some of these scores that Seals Grove has had against Shemokin, like a 52-point game, a 49-point game, that was 2014, 2015. And I kind of just looked over since we were covering. How many points do you think Shemokin scored against Seals Grove total in the last nine years? 69. 83. Wow. So in 2014 and 15, the Seals combined for over 100 points in those two games in two seasons. So, I mean, it's just been a dominant, dominant 
uh, series uh, in the last decade and a half for Seelensgrove. And tonight, I think this is going to be one of the better Shemokin teams we've seen. I think they're definitely bigger. They're stronger. I'm not sure about their skill position so much, but they do come with an intensity. And it's probably going to be one of the better Shemokin defenses we've seen. But this is a Seelensgrove football team that's getting better week in, week out. We love what we're seeing out of them. And I expect them to come out tonight. Would I be surprised if they get another Seals Grove Shemokin kind of blowout win for the Seals? I don't think I'd be surprised. I also wouldn't be surprised, though, if you saw a nail-biter here where two teams battle it out, giving it everything they got. Both teams have made their way onto the field, getting ready for the opening kickoff at the top of the hour between the Seals Grove Seals and the Shemokin Indians. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to hear from Ryan. What's going to seal the deal for victory for the Seals Grove Seals as we wrap up Seals game day here on Eagle 107? Indigo107.com. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Stream on with Service Electric Cablevision high-speed internet free for two months. Enjoy faster speeds for smooth streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Choose the speed that's right for you. Plus, you'll get free installation and two free months all-in-one wireless cable modem and router when you sign up. SCCV high-speed internet free for two months. Visit sccv.com slash speed. That's sccv.com slash speed. Offer ends October 26th. Injury, pain, suffering. People turn to expensive, addictive drugs and surgery before considering other options for pain. Healing, moving, living. Shemokin Dam Health Center treats the cause of your injury, not just the symptoms. To relieve pain and restore your body to health. When you're ready to work again, play again, live again, call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center. Designed with you in mind. Eagle 107. We're WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. It's almost time for kickoff. From the stadium, here again are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field on the campus of Sealands Grove Area School District. It's the Sealands Grove Seals. Taking on the Shemokin Indians, and as we wrap up Seals game day, we always do that by sending it to Ryan about what's going to seal the deal for victory for the Sealance Grove Seals. Well, you know what? I'm going to make this one's going to be fun, Pat. Okay. I, I got a text from a, a good friend of mine. I go to church with him, uh, and uh, uh, Brother George texts me, and he says, Pre- pre-game prediction, he goes, pain. <laughs> and then he quoted, Clubber Lang, Rocky Three. <laughs> So, uh, Mike George, he's saying the prediction is pain. I'm going to go with it. I think Seals have just got to come out, match the intensity, be the aggressor, be more physical. I think that's where this battle is. I think Seals Group has the better team. I, I, I just Are we going to match their intensity, the intensity that Henry Hyanoski has brought to this Shemokin program? I love the intensity we saw last week. I don't expect anything different. I think Seals Group comes out tonight, and they just play as hard as Shemokin. The rest will fall in place for them. Let's see if how it unfolds here tonight 
as that wraps up Seals Game Day. This has been Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 and 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. The captains for Seals Grove tonight is Joe Kahn, Nate Schoen, Ben Swineford, and Josh Nyland. Josh Nyland coming off a game where he had a 95-yard interception return for a touchdown. Really swung things in Seals Grove's favor. And it actually back-to-back touchdowns by the defense, and it followed Swineford's 32-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown as Seals Grove would go on and beat the Loyal Sox Lancers last week, 34 to seven. Seals Grove would get the opening kickoff to start things here tonight. Seals Grove three and three on the season, and so are the Shemokin Indians. Both teams at two and one in hack play. Big hack one matchup between the Indians and the Seals is now underway. Be a short kick taken by Nyland at his nine. Working from right to left, and it's going to be hit off his feet as he crosses the 10 yard line, up close to the 15. Looks like they'll mark it about the 14-yard line, and that's where Seals Grove will start the possession. First down and 10 from their own 14 as Josh Nyland slow to get up and make his way over to the sideline. Danny Schock at quarterback for the Seals Grove Seals in the backfield. You'll see Joe Kahn and Nate Schoen. The receivers, Ben Swineford, Josh Nyland. On the offensive line, Ziders, Thomas, Maul, Bainey, and Benford. The tight end is Matt Metzger, or excuse me, Wyatt Metzger. 12 catches on the season, 155 yards, and a touchdown for the Seals. First down at 10, they come out the I formation. Wide receivers to each side. Going in motion is Kantz. This is good pitch is going to go to Khan off the left side. As he's going to be able to bull his way beyond the 15-yard line, close to the 17-yard line. So a short pickup by Joe Khan that time. About two and a half, maybe three. It'll be a seven, second down, and we'll call it seven. Just underway here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Nice early run here by the Seals. They set it up. Actually brought motion away from the direction they were going. Uh, nobody, though, shifted for Shemokin, which was good for them. But Khan got enough blocks where he was able to pick up three good yards. They stay in the I formation. This time going to send two wide receivers to the right as Shock is under center. Gives to the deep man, Khan again. Off the left, gets a block. Short of the 20-yard line as he'll take it to about the 19-yard line. Call it a pick up about two. So this is going to set up as there is a flag on the play. So we're going to stop action here. There's been a lot of struggles this year, not only for Seals Grove, but for their opponents as well in the penalty department. Look back in week one for Schmokin, they had 13 penalties for 90 yards in week one against Milton. A come-from-behind victory for the Schmokin Indians, but this is going to be a penalty against the Seals Grove Seals as Chuck is talking to O.C. Derek Pope here on the near side. Got a holding call against the Seals. So it's going to... It was a short pickup by Khan, but they are going to walk this one off, and it's going to put Seals Grove deep in their own territory just outside of the eight-yard line. So it's going to be a second down for Seals Grove. They need to get to the 25-yard line to secure a first down. Second down and long. We'll call it a second down and 16. Just underway here. No score. Trips to the right. One back of the backfield is Khan. Shotgun formation for Shock. He's going to give it to Khan. Off the left. Met at the line of scrimmage. Knocked back. Might have got forward momentum back to the eight-yard line. 
And that's going to be it. It's going to set up a third down and long for the Seals. Uh, it's that delay handoff there again. Seals group last week started getting the eye formation, power eye, pound the ball, quick handoff downhill. Had a lot of success. That one a little bit more of a delay in the backfield. And Khan was met at the line of scrimmage. Maybe picked up half a yard there. Knowles, Zaylor, Marufka up front. Bartholomew, Pole, Wetzel, Miller, and James are the linebackers with Cole, Shikitano, and Bowers, the defensive backs. Quick throw this time by Shock overthrows his tight end Metzger, falls incomplete, and it's going to be a punting situation for the Seals deep in their own territory. Jogging out to do the punting will be Metzger after he was the intended receiver on that pass, but it falls incomplete and not a good start for the Seals in their opening possession. Yeah, and there's actually a holding there, a very clear holding that I saw from the Seals Grove offensive line. Easily could have thrown a flag. Seals Grove would be even for pinch further back. But just get away there. Don't throw the interception. Get your punter out there. See if you can get a boomer here. One of the guys back deep is Wetzel for the Schmokin Indians, waiting for the Metzger punt. The ball hits the turf at the 42, rolls to about the 43, and it's going to be spotted down there. And that's where Seals Grove will take over. Or excuse me, Schmokin will take over in Seals Grove territory to start their first possession of the night. Looking offensively for the Schmokin Indians quarterback, it's Colin Bowers. He's got 40 completions on 83 attempts, 562 yards and five touchdowns. In the background, backfield, you'll see Bryson James and Mark Wetzel. The receiver, Shikitano Mosser. Up front, Maruka, Hornberger, Nelson, Zaylor, Frederick. The tight end is Knowles for the Smoking Indians. We'll take a look at the Seals' defense after this first down and 10 play for the Indians at the Seals Grove 43-yard line. Bowers rolls to his right. He's got a man. Makes a catch. He's got 10, 15 before he's knocked out of bounds inside the 30-yard line, down close to the 25-yard line for Schmoke, and they'll mark it at the 26-yard line. So a quick pickup, a pass, and catch for the Smoking Indians. First down. Everett Thomas, great push up the middle. I thought he got grabbed, too, as he was trying to get in the backfield and get pressure. No flag there, though. That could have easily been a holding call against Shemokin. First down and 10. First possession for Shemokin deeper into Seals Grove territory. This handoff's going to go to James. Trying to pop it to the outside, being pursued from behind, and he'll go down. A flag on the play as Ziders will make the tackle, but there's going to be a flag on the play, and we'll have to see what it is. As Seals Grove was able to stop Bryson James for the loss on the play, it's going to be a holding against the Shemokin Indians. We talked about these penalties. And there's been a lot of them throughout 2018. Well, and you got to give Bastion a ton of credit there. Quay just getting in his block, sticking it, sticking it, and he went to shed it and make tackle, was unable to get off the block. He actually only got one arm out. The other one was being held. And he did enough there to bounce the runner back and give time for Ziders to come from the defensive end position and just finish it off for the tackle for a loss. So Bastion with a lot of effort there, even while being held, uh, create a tackle for a loss and then, the holding on top of it now. Schmokin's looking at first and 25. That's a spot foul. Drive him outside of the Seals Grove 40-yard line at the 41. Two wide receivers split to the right. Bowers under center. Another flag going to be thrown here. Look at the defense for Seals Grove up front. Siders, Schoen, Ian Thomas. Linebackers, Kahn, Almit, Schaefer, Showers, and Bastion. The defensive backfield will be Swineford. And either Heilenbach, Nyland, depending on uh, situational. And the safety is Hoover. So the ball's outside of the 45 for Bowers. Rolling to his right. Gets rid of it. Throws it. Got a man. Makes the catch at the 32. They knock him back to the 35-yard line. A host of defenders on the play. 
to see Schaefer in on the tackle. And I'm all the way to the 31-yard line. Wow. It'll be a second down and still long for the Smoking Indians. Yeah, they just nice job. They bought time. QB got out around and delivered a throw. I will say this. The receiver took some punishment there. We talked about this last week. How long could Loyal Sock take those big hits? We'll find out the same thing with Shemokin this week. Ten-yard pickup for the Shemokin Indians. Quick throw this time. Gets it out there for Shikatano. Makes a catch. Makes a man miss at the 29-yard line. He's going to fall forward to the 27-yard line. He's going to pick up four on the catch. It's going to end up being a third down and ten for the Shemokin Indians. First possession of the night for the Shemokin Indians. Seals Grove was... Three and out on their side. No score here in the first quarter between the Indians and the Seals. Smoking on it. First, third down and 10, just outside of the 25-yard line. This is where this possession started for the Indians. Two backs in the backfield with Shikatana going in motion from right, left to right. Rolling to the right is Bowers being chased from behind by Thomas. Gets rid of it, though, in and out of his intended receiver's hands. It's a tender receiver that time, number 84 for the Schmokin Indians, unable to make the connection as that was Mosser was the intended receiver. Fourth down and 10 for the Indians. Teague Hoover on it from safety position just makes a great break on that pass. I think he got just enough of his hand on the ball to deflect it and cause the incompletion. Being that it is on the 26-yard line, it looks like Schmokin's going to go for it here on fourth and 10. Fourth down and 10, 7.52 to go in the opening quarter with no score. Mosser split to the right. Chicatano to the left. Split backs in the backfield. Bowers fakes it to the man in back. Now he's going to take off and run it, trying to get to the edge. Be chased from behind by Ahmed. Gets away from a defender at the five, inside the five-yard line, down to the two-yard line. 24-yard pickup for Bowers on the run for the Indians and a big first down inside of the five-yard line. Yeah, got out around a bunch of arms there, showing some speed, smoking fast. They're physical. They're sticking the defenders enough to give a little bit more time. And when you have some speed there at the quarterback like Shemokin does, you're only getting uh, outreached hands. None of them able to grab a hold and bring them down. He picks up big yards. First down and goal to go. Bowers gives it to Bryson James into the end zone. Touchdown for the Shemokin Indians. Shemokin just came out and put a drive together. I mean, they were looking at first and like 30-something. They were able to pick up the first down, utilizing the fourth down and 10. And then they just pounded in the end zone. That's, that's an impressive start for Shemokin. Not only their defense got it done with a three and out, but then also their uh, their offense uh, uh, yeah, their offense gets out there and puts a 41, 42-yard drive together to get the first score of the game on their first possession. Kramer will attempt the extra point here. It's up and splits the upright, and it's good. So just like that, the Seals Grove Seals find themselves down 7 nothing. And we already talked about the struggles of both teams to be able to score in the first quarter. That's a huge boost for the Schmokin Indians to be able to get on the board. They lead 7 nothing with 7.25 to go here in the first period. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm, I, I, I'm surprised, but I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, Shemokin has battled with some good teams, and they've shown the ability to have some you know, higher-scoring games. And they just came out there, and their offense was physical, and they did just enough to pick up a first down on, on a first and forever. And then uh, they just pounded it in with some power running and, and, 
and their offensive line is doing a good job. They're big, they're big guys. Their seals didn't get through. I mean, it was the first possession of the game. We'll see as this game goes on how that plays out. But one thing we've seen from the seals defense, no matter who they played, um, outside of the southern game, they've been able to get in the backfield. Even against a really good team like Berwick, the seals are in the backfield creating havoc. Not so much on that first possession there. Kramer will kick this one off for the Indians. Nyland and Khan back deep. As Nyland will have it at the 9. Runs up the left side across the numbers. Gets to the 30. Still going 35-40. Tried one man to beat me and chase from behind. He gets into Schmokin territory before he's finally taken to the turf. But he's able to get it inside Schmokin's 45-yard line to start the possession at the 43-yard line. I like when Nyland runs north to south. He, sometimes he likes to go east and west a little too much. First drive, he did that. That time, he just hits a hole and he flies. couple uh, little hand tackles on his feet, which slowed him down, but he's showing great bursts, getting his speed built back up. And what a move he put on what looked like would be the last guy to make the tackle. Literally just juked the guy out of his shoes. The guy fell over. They got caught just enough from behind to be brought down, but big return there from Nyland. Great field position to start as they're trying to answer the Schmilkin touchdown. This is going to go to Khan. Trying to go off the right, not going to be able to get there. Going to be stopped that time by number 23 for the Schmilkin Indians, able to get there and take them down quickly, and that's Paul. He's a sophomore, 6'180 pounds. So the Schmilkin Indians get on the board first on a six-play, 43-yard drive. Two-yard touchdown run by James. The extra point good. And Seals Grove find themselves trailing 7-0. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Seals Grove just gets one on the run there. Second down and nine. Sitting at the 42-yard line in Schmokin territory. Shock drops back under pressure. Gets rid of it. It's got a man. That's Camp making the catch on the left sideline in front of his defender. Tiptoes up the sideline right at the first down marker. Going to pick up about nine on the catch from Kantz. It looks like he's going to have the first down there. That was a good play call. Quick out to Kantz. Pressure came from that side, which left Kantz pretty wide open. And he caught it and did a good job with the yak. The yards after the catch, he turned up field. And it looks like they are. They're giving him the first down. So he just got it by probably about the length of a football. Like the design there. Just a quick throw. Get Shocked back to feeling confident about himself, trusted himself, looked like he was rattled just a bit over the last couple weeks. But Derek talked about it. He's a worker. He's a guy who will ask a lot of questions. He wants to get better. He's a guy that's trained for this opportunity. So as you said, Ryan, expecting potentially a big night from the freshman quarterback. Shotgun formation for the Seals. First down and 10. Some pressure on Shock. Going to try to take off and run with it. And he's not going to be able to. It's going to be a loss on the play all the way back to the 39-yard line. So it's going to be a loss of six on the play. It's going to be in a second down and 16 for the Seals. And that time there was nothing. There was no quick check for him. All three receivers downfield were running routes of 15-plus yards. So the pressure got there quick. He didn't really have an option and nothing underneath. So had to take the sack. He did try to escape the pressure, but it was coming from all angles. And he just did his best to protect the ball and get as much as he could and, and end up being negative six. Seven-nothing lead for the Indians. 5.35 to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove has a second down and 16 at the Shemokin 39-yard line. Under heavy pressure, a shock is hit. The ball's incomplete. It was intended for Khan on the quick screen. 
but it falls incomplete. It's going to be a third down and 16. Well, that was like last night. If you watched Thursday night football last night with the Patriots and the Colts at one play, the tight end Ebron little screen. Luck barely got enough on it. Ebron just picked it up at the ground. That time, Danny Shock kind of looked like that play if you saw it last night, but Shock not enough on it. The receiver unable to get it before it hits the ground. But give give credit to Shemokin. They're bringing the house. I mean, they're getting pressure. And those are some big boys. Well, they're going to possibly do that again here on his third down and 16. Make it third down and 17 for the Seals. Shock drops back. He's got a little bit of time. Now he's going to take off and run with it. He's got green grass in front of him. Trying to make a man miss. Not going to be able to. He's hit hard. There's a flag on the play on the tackle that time. Nathan Miller, number 32 for the Indians. But we're going to have to wait to see what the penalty is here and the way the body language. Seals Grove is walking back. So it looks like it's going to negate a run by the Seals Grove Seals freshman quarterback. Well, one of the things that Seals Grove has struggled this year with is teams that have big, aggressive defensive lines. Southern, Berwick, even the Jersey Shore game for a while. Those style of defenses have caused fits for the Seals Grove offense. I mean, seeing what I'm seeing right now from Shemokin, I'm more impressed with them than I think I was with uh, with Jersey Shore's front. Not going to say they're the same as Berwick or Southern, but that those those front four or five guys getting in there, causing a lot of issues right now. Seven nothing lead for the Indians. Five minutes to go here in the first quarter. The only score. Coming on a Bryson James two-yard touchdown run, his sixth of the season. He is the leading rusher for the Indians, and he adds on another touchdown. He's got six on the season for the Indian offense. Shotgun formation for Shock. Two wide receivers to the right. Drops back under some pressure. Take it off to his right. Now going to run with it. Nope, keeps looking downfield. In and out of the hands of Nyland, but he's able to secure it at the 39-yard line. Well short of a first down for the Seals. About a 14-yard pickup on the pass play, but well short of a first down. Metzger's going to come out to punt this away and try to pinch Mocha deep in their own territory. I, and I like what Danny was doing as he was avoiding pressure. He's rolling out, had his eyes downfield. He actually pump-faked. I think he wanted Nyland to start heading downfield, but didn't get that. But, but he threw a strike anyways. Nyland did a good job of catching the ball after taking a big hit, bobbled it for a second, but had the presence of mind to secure it. Pearson and Wetzel back deep, waiting for the Metzger punt. It's a high punt, and it's going to bounce at the 16, get a good Seals Grove roll inside the 10, and finally stop about the 7-yard line. So Metzger, get what you need from your punter, able to pin the Smokin' Indians deep in their own territory. But Seals Grove finds themselves trailing 7-0 with 3.56 to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove struggled to score in the first quarter, only 14 points in the entire season. Struggles are also for the Schmokin' Indians, but Schmokin' has the better of them right now, leading 7-0 over the Seals. And remember, Seals have only trailed once to Schmokin' in the last nine years. So here we are. Here's the second time now in a decade. Looking to get a big defensive play here as we watch game plays, and then we give candidates for the Schmokin' Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Handoff is going to go to Wetzel off the right side. Hit in the backfield, spins out of a tackle. But blue shirts are able to be there to take him off his feet. Ryan Almond in on the stop for the Seals Grove Seals. Loss of one. It'll be second down and 11 for the Smoking Indians. Yeah, good pressure that time. Actually, number 68 for the Seals. Bainey. Bainey gets in the backfield, doesn't get the tackle, but creates the pressure, bumps it out. And that's where you had Almond. It looked like Bastion and I believe... Joe Kahn. 
got in on that as well. As they were able to get to the ball after you said, Bainey was able to get him off his feet, make him spin, and the Blue Shirts finished him off. Second down and 11 for the Indians, leading 7 nothing. Goes to the deep man in the backfield. Wetzel again, hit in the backfield, spins at the four, and he'll go down right there. Host the Blue Shirts again, and on the stop, look like Bastion walking away from the pile. For the Seals, a loss on the play. It's going to be a third down and about 13 for the Indians. Yeah, Bastion uh, looked like shown in there. And also 65, which I believe is Schaefer. He was in there as well, getting the tackle for a loss. And Zyder's taking on two guys there, and that was where they were looking to run. But uh, I think that was clogged a little bit, and then that's what caused the hesitation enough time for those three uh, Seals defenders to get in and make the tackle for the loss. Ryan Allman is wearing 44 here tonight, the linebacker for the Seals, showing blitz. Zyder's able to grab Bowers in the end zone. The ball's thrown up in the air. It's going to be a flag on the play. As Zyder's got in there, was able to get the Bowers. Bowers just tossed the ball up in the air. And now we're going to see what the call is in the end zone. That's going to be a safety because it's intentional grounding while in the end zone. So Ziders is going to get the sack and the safety there. A safety for the Seals Grove Seals. Their third safety over the last nine seasons. John Deku has one. Jack Gogler has one. Now you can add in another safety for the Seals Grove Seals. It's funny how that works because you and I were talking <laughs> off the air about that. It's a lot of safeties. You know, I mean, that's a very uncommon way of scoring. To have two in the last nine years is pretty crazy. Now you got a third one in a decade. So 30% of the games, <laughs> there's a safety in favor of the Seals. But how about the Seals Grove defense? Two weeks now in a row scoring points. Last week, they, you know, if you give them credit for the PATs, they, they accumulated 14 points. Now they already got two here. They they have scored first in both the Loyal Side game now and here today against Shemokin. So that is big. Now you get points and the ball. Great job by Ziders getting pressure in the backfield. Ziders will get credit for the safety. So he'll go along with, as we said, John Deku and Jack Gogler. Big-time defenders for the Seals Grove Seals in years gone by. Jack Gogler now at Bloomsburg playing fullback. Had his first career touchdown a couple weeks ago, 20 yards out. Our stat man, Zach Showers, there to celebrate that touchdown run by Jack Gogler. But the Seals Grove Seals get the safety, and then they'll get the ball back here. Looking to get great field position as Kramer will walk up and kick this one away. Gets a good kick away. Be taken by Kahn at the 27. Trying to run from the right hash to the left hash. Up the left hash. Major Man Myth still going. Able to bounce off of guys at the 45 to 50. In the smoking territory at the 40. Down to the 39-yard line. Joe Kahn continues to show muscle. It gets a good run back for the Seals. Great field position right around where they were going to start the possession. A possession to go. Uh, the kick return team is a 100% focused and ready to, ready to get things done. Nylon with the first uh, with the first big run. Now you match it with Kahn. Great field position. Both times now, Seals Grove has started these drives around the Shemokin 40-yard line. Last time it was the 43. This time it's actually the 39. So unbelievable field position. But this offense can't hurt themselves by taking sacks or penalties. First down and 10 for the Seals. 2.15 to go in the opening quarter. 7-2 lead for the Indians. This is Bastion. Quarterback keeper gets to about the 38-yard line, and that's going to be it. So one-yard pickup that time by Bastion. It'll be a second down and nine for the Seals. Derek, Derek talked about that in our inter, in his interview, that uh, don't be surprised to see a little bit of a mix-up between the two quarterbacks just to give an additional look 
to the smoking defense. Well, and it's they're two different style of quarterbacks. Bastion's definitely coming in as as the more elusive, uh, athletic style quarterback. Now that Danny's not an athlete, he definitely is. But uh, you know, they also have the wildcat formations. This is a guy that's capable of doing this position, and it creates some issues for Shemokin. Bastion in there. He's going to be hitting the backfield and slammed to the turf. Making his way in there to get the sack that time is Zalar, the senior, 6'3", 275-pound lineman for the Shemokin Indians. It's going to be a loss on the play all the way back to the Shemokin 45-yard line. A loss about six on the play. So that's going to be up at third down and 16 for the Seals. Going in the wrong direction as they did on the last possession when they had great field position in Shemokin territory. Ball sits at the Shemokin 45-yard line. Shotgun formation with wide receivers to each side. Nate shown the lone back in the backfield along with Bastion. Bastion looking right down the sidelines. He's going to throw up a pop-up to give a baseball turn. That ball was thrown a mile in the air. And fortunately for Seelensgrove, was not intercepted. Hits the turf, falls incomplete. And it's going to be a punting situation again for the Seals. So two straight possessions that went backwards for the Seals. And forcing Metzger to try to pin Smoking Indians deep in their own territory. Uh, a different quarterback, same results right now for this Seals crew of offense. At that time, it definitely came out of Bastion's hand awkward. It was like end over end, almost like a bad punt. You know, that pass was so bad, it was almost hard to intercept. So, fortunately, it did fall free. And then uh, why uh, Metzger's going to be able to punt it. Direct snap to Joe Kahn, trying to get to the edge off the right side. Not going to be able to. White shirts all that all over that. Short of the 40-yard line at the 41-yard line. And that's where the Schmokin Indians will take over first down and 10. Leading 7-2 with just 42 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Boy, on fourth and 16, that's a tough one. Asking a lot out of Joe Kahn and a fake punt situation there. And he might have picked up, what, three or four on that? Four on the run there by Joe Kahn on the direct snap and the punt formation. As you said, it would have been a long way to go to try to pick up the first down. It gives Schmoke a good field position as they'll have it at their own 41-yard line to start this possession. Bowers under center. Quick throw this time out the flat to Shikitano. Trying to make a man miss at the 41-yard line. Not going to be able to. A wall of Seals Grove Seals able to stop him. Is that Nyland on the far side able to stand him up, get some help from his defenders, maybe a pickup of one. It'll be second down and nine. Seven two lead for the Shimokin Indians. Under 15 to go. Could be the last play of the first quarter. See, the play clock is not working at the moment unless it's turned off because it was under 25. As Bauer will drop back, rolling to his left. Makai Showers under pressure. He's going to be finished off as Schaefer came in, but it looks like Showers will get credit for the sack to finish up the first quarter for the Seals Grove Seals as the ball's all the way back to the Shemokin 31-yard line. Clock shows 0-0. So that will end the first quarter, a first quarter that saw Bryson James take it in the end zone for the Indians and a safety for the Seals Grove Seals to leave it us at 7-2. We'll go to the second quarter. This is Seals Grove football brought to you by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. 
Clark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. Ten days of deals going on to October 15th. Huge discounts on in-stock vehicles for the next ten days. We have the all-new 2019 Ram Bighorn in stock with up to 7600 in discounts. And a few other Rams with discounts over $10,000. Now those discounts are huge. We also have 2019 Jeep Cherokee Latitude Pluses in stock with $4,500 off. Plus, we have over 75 more Jeeps. So come into Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Sunbury today during the ten days the deal event. Or give us a call at 988-JEEP or see all the deals at ZimmermanJeep.com. Eagle 107. Sunday, the Eagles are back at the link to host the Vikings. Pre-game show starts at 3, kickoff with Murrow Reese and Mike Quick at 425 on Eagle 107. Get ready to move into the second quarter. Seals Grove trailing for the first time ever. Broadcasted by Eagle 107 to end the first quarter. They trail 7-2. Seals Grove, first downs, one first down for 20 and 22 yards total offense in that first quarter. Shimokin. Two first downs, 22 yards as well. Bowers, four for eight for 38 yards for the Smoking Indians. They lead seven to two. Moving into the second quarter. This is going to go to Bryson James. Spins out of tackle. Gets to the 35-yard line. The mark him at the 36-yard line. So it's going to be a short pickup, but will force a punting situation for the Smoking Indians. Slow to get back up to his feet is... Ziders and Micaiah Showers as they peel themselves off of the runner for the Indians, Bryson James. But they force a punting situation after a five-yard pickup. West will do the punting for the Shemokin Indians. Dropping back will be Nate Schoen and Joe Kahn, and they'll jog inside of their own 35-yard line waiting for the West punt. Good punt. We'll go to Kahn. He makes a catch at the 31. Not going to be able to make a man miss. Mosser. Able to come make the tackle immediately. Seals Grove will have it at their own 32-yard line. First down and 10 for the Seals. They trail 7-2. to uh, You can definitely see it in Shemokin. They are playing with a level of intensity. They fly to the ball. They're hungry. It's all downhill style. Not what we're used to seeing from Shemokin in the last couple years, but Henry Ionoski's brought that competitive nature, that competitive mentality. And you can see it. They're flying to the ball. They're laying hits. Well, they'll have it first down and 10. Again, Seals Grove trailing for only the first time since they trail 3-0 in years gone by. So Seals Grove coming out in an I-formation, showing the fullback. It's going to go to Kahn behind the shown block. Not much there. Goes down right at the line of scrimmage, second down and 10 for the Seals Grove Seals trailing 7-2 to the Shemokin Indians. We talked about how they had not trailed much against the against the Shemokin Indians, and the last time was in 2012 when they trailed 3-0. They've never trailed at the end of a quarter. Another thing that happened here tonight is they trailed 7-2 to move into the second quarter. Second down and 10. Ball sits at their own 33-yard line for the Seals. Going to go in a shotgun formation with Schoen and Kahn. All set to each side of Shock. Showing blitz of the Indians. They back out of it. Shock gets rid of it. Looking for Metzger well over his head. Falls incomplete. And it's going to be a third down and 10. Nothing right now going for Seals Grove's offense. Throwing the ball, running the ball. Um, just Seals Grove struggling to get anything going. It's not even a matter of like, what Shemoke is doing to stop it. You can just see there's not a rhythm right now. And we've kind of seen that this year in a couple of games where it's taken a little bit of time 
for Seals Grove offense to gel and get things going. We saw it last week, and you feel like if they can just keep it close and stay in this game, eventually that offense will get going, and maybe they can start and get their first lead. Wide receivers to each side, third down and ten. Shock drops back, looking on the slant to Swineford, knocked away by the defender, falls incomplete, and it's going to be a fourth down and ten in a punting situation on that play defensively was Paul for the Smoking Indians. Yeah, yeah Seals Grove in their last two possessions, honestly, negative six yards. They had negative six. Oh, I'm sorry, they picked up four in the fake punt. So negative two in their last offensive possession and zero here. Really struggling right now, Seals Grove offense. Metzger will punt this one away. Pearson and Wetzel waiting for the punt. He gets it away. It's going to go off to the left, go out of bounds at the 36-yard line. We'll mark it at the 35-yard line, and that's where Shemokin will take over first down at 10. Shemokin leading this one 7-2 with 10-14 to go here in the first half. As Bowers will bring his offense out on the field. Seelsgrove has not had much to cheer about other than the safety by Ziders in that first quarter. Again, looking for some consistency from this offense. The defense came up big a week ago with two defensive touchdowns and shutting down Chase Cavanaugh in the second half. Handoff goes, nope, Bowers is going to keep it. Hit in the backfield by Ziders, loss on the play as Ida rips away from defender and takes him down quickly. Not surprised there. Second tackle for a loss for Zyder tonight. He also has a sack. He also has a safety, and he was assisted on two other tackles. So this is Billy Zyder's just taking off where he is every game, and after every after every week, just a dominant force there for that Seals Grove defensive line. Zyder's came in tonight with 38 tackles, eight tackles for a loss, and three sacks. The defense has 16 sacks on the season. 22 tackles for loss coming into tonight. And Ryan mentioned already 13 forced fumbles, almost three fumbles forced by Seals Grove in 2018. Loss on the play of two. Shotgun for Bowers. A designed run. Keeping it. It's got a big hole. Off the right. Makes a man miss at the and the ball's on the turf. Right on cue. There's a scramble for it here on the near side. Micaiah Showers is pleading with the official to say it was Seals Grove, but they're going to say the ball was out of bounds. So possession will stay with the Shemokin Indians. That's their 16th fumble of the season for the Indians, and they'll keep it. Uh, very fortunate for the Indians. That ball found itself out of bounds. I think actually a Seals guy jumped on it, and before he could get possession, was rolled out of bounds. So at that point in time, it's going to stay with Shemokin. A big hit there. Was that Showers, you said? I didn't get the number there. Showers won force in the fumble. A nice hit, and it was a good run by the Shemokin QB there designed. He picked up big yards. And the end result makes it a third down and about two and a half for the Shemokin Indians. They lead 7-2 to here in the second quarter. Shotgun formation for Bowers. Blitz being shown by Schaefer. Bowers is going to design run it. Ryan Allman hits him in the backfield, and he'll go down. The sophomore linebacker able to get in there. Bastion helped finish him off, but a big loss on the play by the SEAL defense. Ryan Allman has been an excellent addition this year to the SEAL's defense. The last couple weeks, he's been one of the leading tackles. He's up there, uh, up there with anyone on the team. And especially early on, he's that early start guy. Tonight, not as active early on as what he's been the last couple, but I'd say that with him now getting his second tackle for a loss. So those are two very good tackles that he has. So Wes will drop back to punt this away for the Shemokin Indians. They lead 7-2 with 8.41 to go here in the first half. He gets it away. A line drive kick bit taken by Khan at the 30. Trying to work left to right. 
up the right hash, up to the sideline. Flag's going to be thrown as Khan's able to take it beyond the 45-yard line out to the 46-yard line. But the way the flag was thrown, it apparent it'd be a penalty against the Sealands Grove Seals. I, I thought I saw some really good blocks there. I must have missed something there, but a lot of effort there from the Seals to try and create an edge, and I thought they did. Khan did a nice job of finding it and exploiting it, getting a decent return, which looked like, you know, he caught it in traffic. Looked like it could have been a, a quick catch and tackle, but I do think this penalty, it looks like it's going to be against the Seals. So we'll march them back probably about to the 20, well, they have it to 27-yard line, 28-yard line. The Bucknell Bison look to make it two in a row in Patriot League tomorrow as they host Colgate at Christie. The pregame starts at 11.30, kickoff at noon on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. First down and 10 for the Seals. They trail 7-2 with 8.26 to go in the first half. Shotgun for Shock. Actually, it's up at his shock, but he's going to hand it off that time. Still struggling is the running back that time looked like it was at shown trying to get to the 31 and that's where they'll spot him at the 31 yard line after the pickup of three by the fullback nice power run i like it on first down you get fresh legs shown in there uh spelling uh the joe con and he just puts his shoulder down picks up three yards sets up a second and seven seals grove trail seven to two to the shimokin indians both defenses are playing well here in the first half Seals Grove will have its second down and seven. Shotgun formation for Shock. Two wide receivers split to the left. Blitz being shown by the Indians. They come. Quick throw out to Nyland. Makes a man miss at the 29-yard line. He's going to get out to the 34-yard line. A pickup is just three. So it's going to be a third down and medium for the Seals Grove Seals to try to move the chains. Just a quick pass in the flat to Nyland. See what your athlete can do with the ball. Give credit to Shemokin. A lot of guys flying to him. He does make the first guy miss, Nyland does, and it picks up three. But Shemokin just flying to the ball. They seem to be white jerseys all over Seals Grove players. So big third down play here for the Seals Grove Seals with seven minutes to go here in the first half. They trail seven to two. High formation behind Shock. Fakes it to Khan. Now he's under heavy pressure. Rolling to his right, back to his left. Look, it's got a man deep down and failed, but he's not going to be able to get rid of it. He's hit right at the 35-yard line, and he'll go down there, and it's going to end up being a fourth down situation. Yeah, wide open downfield. I didn't get the number yet Cance. on that. Cance, wide open. All you got to do is just throw that ball up in the air, let it float. No smoking defender near him. But uh, Danny Shock under pressure, unable to locate the uh, open Cance, and he's going to take. He picks up a couple yards on it, but it's still going to be fourth down and two. Metzger will have to punt this away. It's a low snap. Fortunately, his knee wasn't down when he picked the ball up, and the ball's going to hit at the Schmokin 45 and roll just to the 43-yard line. So good field position for the Schmokin Indians to start this drive. They lead 7-2. to two. Lone scoring for Schmokin on a touchdown run by Bryson James, his sixth of the season with a two-yard touchdown run with 7.25 to go in the first quarter. At Seals Grove will get a safety by Blaze Ziders with 2.26 to go in that first quarter. And that's all the scoring we have. It's a 7-2 lead for the Shemokin Indians. And speaking of scores, we're going to try to throw it back to Sean Carey very soon as he gives us our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Toyota, or Alexander Toyota, who brings us our out-of-town scoreboard. But see if we get a break here shortly, we'll try to send it back to him. But here... Shemokin has it first down and 10 at their own 42-yard line to start this possession. 
Bowers turns, gives it to the fullback Wetzel. He's into the second level. It's going to get out to the 49-yard line. He'll burst for seven-yard pickup. He'll bring up a second down and three for the Shemokin Indians, short of midfield. Uh, nice draw up the middle. Shemokin hits the hole, and they, and they get five yards down the field and a snap of the fingers before even the secondary and linebacker for Seals Grove knew it. Uh, I believe Bastion and Schaefer are the ones in to finish it off, but a good seven-yard run on first down for Shemokin. 5.45 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove trailing 7-2. to two. Wide receivers to each side. Eye formation behind Bowers. Takes the snap. Gives it to his fullback. Trying to stretch it to midfield. And that's going to be it after the one-yard pickup. See Schaefer knife it in. Involved in the stop there after the one-yard pickup by the Indians. It'll be a third down and two. That was a big stuff there by Schaefer. And I think Zyder is there. Both guys showing some muscle, clogging it quick and not allowing them to fall forward. Maybe a yard on the play, forcing a big third and two. Tight formation this time. As Bowers turns, his running back falls. Now he's improvising. He's going to pick up a first down. Slammed to the turf by Swineford, but he'll have enough for a first down as he picked up about three yards. He only needed two in the Seals Grove territory. And what's crazy about that, that was a broken play. The snap was a little high. He had a hard time handling it. And he actually, I think, bumped it off of his running back going through. That was a was a decoy, decoy, and just basically rolled out and took off and got enough for the first down. But I don't think that was by design. I don't think it was supposed to go where it did, but it worked out for Schmoke, and they picked up the first down. Yeah, I think the running back fell down as Bowers turned. He made the most of it, got the first down. This time it is going to go to Bryson James. He bust, busted off the left side, hit right at the 45-yard line, so he's going to pick up three on the run. Most of the defenders in on the stop that time for the Seals Grove Seals led by Blaze Ziders. It's going to be a second down and seven for the Indians. Yeah, Ziders' first guy to the ball. You also had Ryan Ahmet and Bastion flying in to help finish that off and limiting it to a three-yard gain. We're looking for candidates for the Schmokadam Hill Center. Backbreaker play of the game. Pitch this time goes to the deep man. Making a move in the backfield, but slammed to the turf. Coming up. That time was that Schaefer and Bastion in on the stop for the Seals' defense. It's going to be a loss of a yard and a half. It's going to be a third down and about nine for the Indians. Bastion having a great game so far. He's got five tackles. Two of them are tackles for the loss. We've also seen him in a lot of plays that you don't see in the stat column where he's shedding blockers, forcing the ball, stringing it out. He's having a really nice game tonight. So it'll be a third down play here for Shemokin. Third down and nine. Blitz being shown. Bowers. Rolling to his left under heavy pressure. Gets rid of it. Got a man at the stick. That's Mosser. He'll make the catch. Knocked out of bounds. But he got enough for a Schmokin at first down just short of the 36-yard line. Ah, oh, that was tough. That was tough. A lot of pressure. QB running backwards, throwing off his heel. And, it, you know, he's literally threw the ball 22 yards. And I, somehow no coverage there or just not tight at all like we were playing off. Got to know where that first down marker is. Got to know when to close that gap. And Schmokin pulls off an amazing play to pick up first down. 11-yard pickup for Schmokin. This is going to go to Bowers. Design run into the secondary. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown for the Schmokin Indians. No flex. We said before the game, Pat, the aggressor. You've got to be the one that delivers the pain. And right now, Schmokin is the aggressor. They are delivering the pain. They're delivering the blows. They're beating Sealands Grove at Sealands Grove football, the style of football that Sealands Grove plays. 
So something, the adjustments at halftime certainly will help. But, again, we said it, you're going to have to match the intensity that Shemokin plays with. And so far, Seals Grove hasn't done that. And pending a PAT, they're going to be down 14-2. to two. Kramer will attempt the extra point off the Paul hold. It bounces back to Paul. It's on the turf, rolling around. And Paul's going to be hit in the backfield and taken down. So the extra point, no good. So one bright spot to for the Seals Grove Seals is their ability to get there on that fumbled snap on the extra point try. But, as you said, Ryan, Seals Grove finds himself after that touchdown run by Bowers of 36 yards down, 13-2 to two with 324 to go here in the first half. Unfamiliar territory for the Seals Grove Seals against the Shemokin Indians. We talked about the dominance that Seals Grove's had over the Shemokin Indians in the time that we've covered them. And right now, it's all Shemokin here in the first half. The Shemokin's able to finish off a seven-play, 58-yard drive, take it two minutes and 49 seconds. Bowers takes it from 37 yards out for the touchdown. The extra point no good on the fumble snap. But that's the Seals Grow Forward drive summary. I'll tell you something that's really key here, too. Three minutes, 24 seconds to go. Seals Grow's about to get the ball. They need to pick up a first down. They haven't picked up a first down their last three possessions. they got to get this clock running. Because if you give it back to Shemokin with time, they go down and score and get up 20-2 to two and get the ball at halftime. That's a horrible situation for the Seals to be in. See if they can do it by getting good field position here. As Kramer will approach the ball here for the Indians and kick a line drive. It hits the turf and rolls to an up man. He's got the ball crossing the 35 to the 36-yard line. Seals Grove will have good field position on the return that time. Was Bastion able to scoop it off, off the turf? But he does give Seals Grove good field position to start this possession. One game we're keeping an eye on. We call it the Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. It's the 5-1 Danville Ironman taking on the 5-1 Montoursville Warriors. We'll get an update on that. Very soon. Bastion back in at quarterback. So Seals Grove just trying to juggle quarterbacks right now, see if they can't spark something. Schoen will line up on the right side. Kahn long back in the backfield. Just go to Kahn off the right side trying to get, but he's not going to get anywhere. Loss on the play. That's the direction they were successful against the Loyal Sock Lancers, but they are not going to be able to get off the right side. Good stop. Number 32, Nate Miller for the Smoking Indians. Yeah, it's tough. On first down, when you're going backwards, and Seals do this too often, some maybe we break down this week over the drives this year, how many times Seals Grove's been at second and more than 10. So far tonight, they've had a second and seven, a second and 10, a second and uh, 10, a second and 10, a second and seven, and now a second and 14. So have not been super successful on first down. Shotgun formation for Bastion. Drops back. Look, it's got some time. Gets rid of it. Throws it over the middle. Almost picked off. Hits the turf. And there's going to be a penalty on the play. Wetzel hit Metzger, and I think that's what the flag's going to be as the tight end was hit by the defender of the Schmokin Indians. And Seals was going to get bailed out there because that was pretty good coverage. There was a linebacker underneath, a linebacker in coverage, and a safety over top. That was a dangerous throw, so to get that penalty there is a huge, huge blessing for Seals Grove. Fortunate, you know, there couldn't even be a bit of an interception. There's a lot of traffic to be thrown in. The Steelers host the Atlanta Falcons Sunday afternoon on the Valley. Join Bill Hardgrove as he makes the call for the Steel, or for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. 
pregame at 11, kickoff at 1 on 100.9 the Valley. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Atlanta Falcons Sunday on the Valley. So they talk out the penalty here and a benefit to the Seals Grove Seals. As you talked about, Ryan, it's huge benefit for the Seals. They're looking for something positive. Bastion in a quarterback trying to hit Swineford or Metzger. And with the penalty, it'll give them automatic first down outside the 45-yard line. If this drive results in a score, that could be your Schmogadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game nominee for this quarter. We'll keep an eye on that as this possession progresses. Bastion drops back, fakes it. Now looking, got plenty of time. Gets rid of looking over the middle, and nobody there. Looking for Metzger again, unable to make it. Good defense by the Schmokin Indians. Falls incomplete. It'll be a second down and 10 as Seals Grove has it at their own 47-yard line. Yeah, nothing going there. Great job, though, with uh, giving protection by the offensive line. Bastion had all the time in the world. He was going through his progressions. Just nothing opening up. Receivers not able to get separation, and he just throws it deep and incomplete. Heads-up play there by Bastion to not force it, to not feel that you had to get it all on first down. So it'll be a second down and 10 for Seals Grove, trailing 13-2 late here in the first half. Two wide receivers split to the left. Bastion under heavy pressure and doesn't see the smoking Indian coming, and he goes down. That's Nate Miller able to get to him and takes him to the turf all the way back at the Seals Grove 39-yard line. Oh, untouched off the edge. Bastion doesn't even see it coming. He's looking to his left. The pressure's coming from his right. I'll tell you what, what a tough, strong kid. I don't know how he hung on to that football. No clue, but he did. Good strength there by Bastion. He popped right back up and did not phase him. Eight-yard loss on the sack for the Seals is the market at the 39-yard line. Now they're looking at a third down and 19. They need to get to the Shemokin 43-yard line to move the chains and keep this possession alive. Two wide receivers to each side. Bastion dropping back. Design run. Takes off. It's going to get to the 45, thrown down at the 46-yard line. So he's going to pick up seven. Well short of a first down in a punting situation here for the Seals Grove Seals. Well, the nice thing with that run is it makes the clock move. And Seals Grove, by the time they punt this ball, I think you're right, though. I don't, I don't think the play clocks are, they are working. They are not working, no. And I noticed, too, that the scrolling marquee is not working on the scoreboard. The scoreboard, though, is working. But that makes the clock run, and Seals going to punt this ball with right about a minute to go in the half. Metzger's going to wait to see the official put his hand up, possibly. That's the way you know if it's under five. There he does now. So now they're waiting for the punt here. And now they're going to throw the flag, delay a game. And Derek can't can't believe it coach Derek can't believe it what happens is that the the punter was looking you're supposed to look at the the deep official he puts his hand up again we're just saying the play clock's not working but the official will put his hand up when it goes under five seconds and that's when you need to snap the ball they make a mistake there don't get the snap ball and it's a five-yard walk-off yeah I mean it's not that killer right now you're already at fourth and 12 now you got the penalty you're at fourth and 17 uh, still going to get a, a punt here Metzger gets it away. It's a short kick, high short kick that's going to bounce at about the 35-yard line and get a little roll, and that's going to be it. So it's going to bounce to the 34-yard line, and that's where Schmokin will take over first down and 10. They lead 13-2 to with 42 seconds to go here in the first half, an incredibly quick-moving first half for the Seals and the Indians. We haven't had a chance to throw it back to Sean as he gives us updated scores 
We call it the out-of-town scoreboard, brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota. But you want to stick around at halftime? He'll get you updated on all the games going on. Other games going on in the Hack 1, Lewisburg taking on Shikalimi and also Jersey Shore taking on Southern Columbia. But we'll wait to halftime to get you updated on all those scores. 13-2 lead for the Indians. First down and 10. Bowers turns, gives it to the deep man James, into the secondary. Spins out of a tackle. Dragon tacklers all the way to the 45-yard line. Goes the Schmokin Indians to pick up the first down, and the Indians will call timeout here. So right on cue with the timeout on the field, let's send it back to the studio, get some updated scores with the best in the biz. Sean Carey. Impeccable timing, Pat. Thanks. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard. Currently on News Radio 1070, WKOK and 100.9, the Valley. Shikalemi leading Lewisburg 14 to nothing. All these games are in the second quarter. Bloomsburg up 21-8 over Warrior Run. Piston 7, Williamsport nothing. Tamaqua leading undefeated North Schuylkill 6 to nothing. Milton 7, Wellsboro nothing. Central Columbia 31, South Williamsport 6. Loyal Suck shutting out Mifflinburg 7-0. Hazleton shutting out Berwick 14-0. Battle for the Old Shoe, Montgomery 7, Muncie nothing. Southern Columbia 34, Jersey Shore nothing. Tri-Valley 35, Millersburg nothing. Williams Valley 7, Pine Grove nothing. Upper Dauphin leading Juniata 6-0. And Danville's leading 14-7 over Montoursville. Again, all these games in the second. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan, guys. Thank you, Sean. All updated scores. And again, it's our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota here. 13-2. We thought it was a strange game in the first half a week ago. We're seeing another one here. Schmokin leading 13-2 over the Seals. Fullback gets the call. Wetzel bounces off a would-be tackler of Schoen, but the blue shirts are able to get to him, take him down right at the 45-yard line, and Schmokin's going to call another timeout with just 29 Seconds to go here in the first half. Again, the Schmokin Indians leading the Sales Grove Seals 13-2. to We have the gift card bingo and Chinese auction to benefit the Seals Grove Area High School Marching Band. It's always a great event. October 28, 2018 at the VFW, Route 522 in Seals Grove. Doors open at 1230. Callie starts at 2. It's the bingo gift card bingo and Chinese auction to benefit the Seals Grove Area School Marching Band on October 29th. Always like to promote all the great things going on here at Seals Grove and the school district. Again, you want to join them and help the the, uh, Seals Grove Marching Band. And if you haven't been out here to watch them perform, you're missing out big time. We get the luxury of seeing them week in and week out. What a great performance they give. Help sponsor them with the bingo. And they're going to Canada on Sunday. They'll be back uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. They better be back in time for the game next week. Bowers drops back. Looking. Plenty of time. Gets rid of deep down the left sideline. Got a man wide open beyond the defense. And he's going to be tackled at the five-yard line by Swineford. But the Shemokin Indians with just 20 seconds left in the first half clock are in business to look to add to it. But there's a penalty holding all the way back at the line of scrimmage to negate one of the best throws you'll see on a high school level, but it's negated by a penalty. I don't know if I've seen a better pass in high school than that. That thing was maybe 12 yards in the air, and it was a bullet. It just seemed like it traveled 60 yards, hit a guy in stride that was open, got deeper than safety and cornerback, hit him over the shoulder, and he caught it, and it was a diving effort. Was it Nyland or Swineford there? Swineford. Swiver diving just to trip him up by the heels, but that was a big boy throw. That was impressive. 
That was from Bowers, who's a senior, six foot, 175 pounds. And boy, that penalty will negate a beautiful opportunity for the Smoking Indians. And you talk about a Smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. That could be one of those if Seals Grove's able to muster up a comeback here. But that would have put Seals Grove in big trouble with Smoking having the ball at the five yard line with 20 seconds to go here in the first half. And Schmokin looking in business to try to add to their 13-2 lead. But, again, negated by a penalty. And, Ryan, the throw shocked me. I was, I mean, I was shocked by how that ball came out of his hand, tight spiral, and he had a guy wide open. I think it surprised Swineford how quickly that ball got to the receiver. But, again, negated by the penalty. Well, and the thing is, is usually you see a ball thrown. Well, first off, you don't see many balls thrown that deep. That was in the air forever. But when you do see a deeper throw in high school, it's got a little more arc to it. It's up higher. That was low and flying heavy, coming in hot. And, and not only amazing throw, it would be on target and as hard as it was thrown, but to catch that ball over the shoulder with that kind of velocity, that was an impressive throw. All negated by a penalty for Smokin' Indians. It puts the ball back at their own 30-yard line with 20 seconds to go. Blitz coming. Bowers is going to keep it. Getting out to the outside, being chased by Omit. And will be bounced out of bounds at about the 37-yard line with 14 seconds to go in the first half. And again, Shmoka leading 13-2. to But Coach Hynoski trying to add points here. He's not taking a knee. Let's see if he can muster up another opportunity. Bowers getting a call from the sidelines. He'll make his way back out to the huddle. Seals Grove going to try to get in at halftime, trailing just 13-2. to Got to talk about this offense and try to muster up something here. Now looks like Schmokin might take a knee here. Bowers takes the snap. Nope, going to give it off to Bryson James. He gets the call. It'll be well short of a first down with no timeouts remaining. And they stop the clock there. Uh, Seals will take a timeout there. I wonder why it was stopping. It was not a first down and far from it. Fourth down in what would appear to be a punting situation for the Indians. Coach Hicks trying to get the ball back and see if he can get muster up some momentum from special teams. I, I love it. I love this timeout because you've got to be realistic. Your offense is doing nothing. Actually, your offense is probably going backwards. I'd be very interested to see the stats here in the first half. Your offense might be special teams right now. It's been defense so far. Your defense has put up now 16 points. And last week and now with the two, the safety this week, you got to take every opportunity you can in a game like this to get some kind of spark. You're putting Nyland back, and he's an explosive athlete. See what he can do. See if you can't get some. You've had two really good kick returns that were a tackle away from being touchdowns. I love the call there. Don't let it just go into halftime. Let's see what your special teams can do. As Wes will drop back to punt this one away. The snaps have been questionable by the Smoking Indians as well for the Seals Grove Seals. So first look at trying to get a clean snap as Wes will wait for the snap here. As you said, Nyland back, standing inside his own 15-yard line. The kick is away. It's a high, good kick. It will go away from Nyland. It will bounce at the 15, or excuse me, at 25, roll inside the 15, and... Without anybody touching it, that winds down the first half clock. Seals Grove will go in halftime, trailing 13-2 to the Shemokin Indians. Come back, talk about that first half, get updated scores when we go back to Sean Carey in the studio, get stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, 
and much more. As the Seals Grove will try to make some adjustments here and try to come from behind and get a victory over the Smokin' Indians. Big hack one matchup. Both teams sitting at two and one. Let's send it to break and come back, get ready at halftime. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove, to the American Legion. Go Seals! Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motor sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. Eagle 107. 107. Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. And Sean Carey, halftime and homecoming at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Shemokin Indians have a 13-2 lead over the Seals Grove Seals as we check the scores from across the central Susquehanna Valley tonight. Uh, currently on News Radio 1070 WKOK and 100.9 the Valley. We've got Shikalemi and the Lewisburg Green Dragons. And there was at least three drives in a row where Lewisburg went three and out and Max Moyers had a tough time getting going at one point only with four carries for nine yards. Shikalemi getting on the board first. Alastrini under center. He'll hand it off to Herring. Herring with a hole. Herring down to the two to the one. Touchdown! Shikalemi! Don't need to throw the ball. Herring will take it in for the touchdown, and that's Jermaine's third touchdown of the season. Braves up by a score of seven to nothing and able to extend their lead into double digits. Third and twenty-five from the thirty-one. There's this Ballastrini right. with the play action. Sets up looking long downfield for Lyles. He's got him in the end zone. Touchdown! Shikalemi! Lyles goes high above the rest and finds the ball above Andrew Ramirez's head. And Shikalemi has fired it in from thirty-one yards out. Ballastrini with his first touchdown pass of the season. Lyles with his first touchdown grab. 14-0 at that point in favor of Shikalemi, and Lewisburg starts a first-half comeback. End-over-end kick taken by Ramirez at the 34 to the 40, the 45, 50, down the sidelines to the 40, to the 30, breaks a tackle at the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Ramirez takes it all the way from the 34-yard line. And at that point, Braves up 14-7. to And in just a few moments, uh, just a few moments ago, we've heard that Lewisburg has just got a, a scoop and score on defense. Uh, so we now have a 14-14 tie. Shikalemi and Lewisburg as they approach halftime. Uh, you can catch the Shikalemi call on WKOK and Lewisburg on 100.9 the Valley. So we check scores from across the Valley. 
on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, these games are in the second quarter. Bloomsburg 21, Warrior Run 8, Williamsport and Pittston are tied at 7-7. Tamaqua is leading undefeated North Schuylkill 6 to nothing. Second quarter, it's Milton shutting out Wellsboro 7 to nothing. Central Columbia homecoming tonight for the Blue Jays as they're up 31-13 over South Williamsport. Loyal Sox shutting out Mifflinburg 7 to nothing. Hazelton's up 14 nothing in their rivalry game tonight against Berwick. In the battle of the old shoe at the half, Montgomery leads Muncie 7 to nothing. Muncie could be at this point following their, their second straight game after beginning the season undefeated at 5 and 0. Second quarter, Southern Columbia having their way, as usual, 34-0. They shut out Jersey Shore as they approach halftime. Also another blowout, Tri-Valley 35, Millersburg nothing in the second. Williams Valley just getting another touchdown a moment ago. They're up 14-0 over Pine Grove as they approach halftime. At the half, Pottsville, Nativity, BBM, and Midwest, they are scoreless. Halftime, Upper Dolphin 6, Juniata nothing. Danville leads 17-7 over Montoursville. Peyton Riley a few moments ago getting a field goal for the Ironmen to increase their lead by 10. Homecoming tonight for Danville. Coming up tonight on our Sunbury Motors game night, we'll have a report from tonight's uh, Montoursville-Danville game uh, with Cody Jarrett from SusquehannaValleySports.com. And Mount Carmel in the Silver Bowl tonight. They are cruising over Hughesville 35 to nothing. Don't forget you can get your scores. They're being updated all night long on our scoreboard page at eagle107.com. Once again, here uh, from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field at the half tonight, Seawans Grove homecoming. Uh, Shemokin leading by a score of 13-2. to After converting a key fourth down and 10, a 24-yard scramble by Colin Bowers. Just like that, the Indians were able to get a boost and get on the board first. First down and goal to go. Bowers gives it to Bryson James into the end zone. Touchdown for the Shemokin Indians. That was a two-yard touchdown run for Bryson James. Capped off a six-play, 43-yard drive and knocking two and a half minutes off the clock. And Shemokin was up by a score of 7 to nothing. Seawans Grove defense, they shined. They were able to get their first points on the scoreboard tonight in the in a safety. Showing blitz. Ziders able to grab Bowers in the end zone. The ball's thrown up in the air. It's going to be a flag on the play. As Ziders got in there, was able to get the Bowers. Bowers just tossed the ball up in the air. And now we're going to see what the call is in the end zone. That's going to be a safety because it's intentional grounding while in the end zone. So Ziders is going to get the sack and the safety there. A safety for the Seals Grove Seals. Ziders sack, the safety of Bowers. And the Seals were now down by a score of 7-2. to two. Shemokin able to open up their ground game halfway through the second quarter. This is going to go to Bowers. Design run into the secondary. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown for the Smoking Indians. No flex. 37-yard run by Bowers capping off a 7-play 58-yard drive and taking 249 off the clock. The extra point was fumbled, so no extra points there. And that's where we stand. Shemokin 13, Seawans Grove 2 at the half. And we do have an update on the Montoursville Danville game, Montoursville getting a score just a few moments ago as they approach halftime. Danville leading Montoursville by a score of 17 to 13. Once again, you get your scoreboard updates at eagle107.com. And later tonight on game night, we'll have a report from the Montoursville Danville game. Checking our football menu for the rest of our block party weekend tomorrow at Bucknell. It is Colgate versus the Bison. We'll have our pregame tomorrow morning. 
at 11.30 with head coach Joe Susan in the Bison buildup. And then the kickoff at 12 noon with Doug Birdsong and Kevin Herr. You got a rematch of the NFC Championship game on Sunday afternoon in Philly. At the link as the Eagles take on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Our airtime on Eagle 107 will be at 3. Merrill Reese, Mike Quick, and Howard Eskin with the call at 425. Pittsburgh at Heinz Field on Sunday. They get the Atlanta Falcons. You can get that game live on 100.9. The Valley, 11 a.m. for the airtime on the network and the kickoff at 1. Seals fans, don't forget you can listen to tonight's game on your computer, smartphone, or tablet. Download our free Eagle 107 app to your mobile device. Just search Eagle 107 on either Google Play or your Apple App Store. Shemokin up 13-2 over Seals Grove at the half. Just a moment, we'll head back to Harold L. Bullig Memorial Field. Get your halftime stats and the beginning of the third quarter with Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Zach Showers. This is Seals Football, presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Jason Horowitz here with NFL Media's senior fantasy analyst, Michael Fabiano, as we get you set for week number five. And, Mike, seven quarterbacks last week had more than 30 fantasy points, most since 2000. Does the must-start quarterback even exist? And then with that being said, which quarterback should you start this week that maybe you wouldn't otherwise? Well, I don't think the must-start quarterback does exist anymore because right now the best quarterback in fantasy football based on points Patrick Mahomes is not a must-start because he's going against Jacksonville this week. As for quarterbacks that you can play this week, well, Blake Bortles has got a good matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Dalton has been red hot. And then Jared Goff. He now needs to be started in all fantasy leagues regardless of the matchup. Yeah, enormous uh, week four to go along with some of the others. All right, so if quarterbacks are plenty, tight ends, not so much. Give fantasy owners some help. Tight end is as thin right now position as I have ever seen in fantasy football in 20 years of doing this. So players you could potentially pick up off the waiver wire this week. Vance McDonald of the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against Atlanta in that same game. Austin Hooper could be a decent streamer this week. Ricky Seals-Jones is on that list as well. So is Jeff Swain, believe it or not, of the Dallas Cowboys. Also a streamable option for fantasy owners in need of a tight end going into week five. Last thing, Julian Edelman came off suspension Thursday for the Patriots. Mark Ingram does for the Saints this weekend. What are you doing with him, and how does it affect Alvin Kamara? Get him into your lineup. He's at worst a high-end flex starter, RB2 at this point. Does his presence hurt Alvin Kamara? A little bit, but if you remember what these two did together last season... They still put up a boatload of fantasy points. So uh, Ingram is a guy you're starting, and obviously Alvin Kamara is someone that's going to stay in your lineup regardless of who else is in the backfield with him. For all the starts and sits, log on to NFL.com slash fantasy. Michael Fabiano, thank you, sir. You got it, my man. I'm Jason Horowitz, Westwood One Sports. Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grill football games, this company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Eagle 107. 
back to halftime here at Harold L. Bolick Memorial Field as the Seals Grove Seals here at halftime trailing to the Schmokin Indians 13-2. We'll remind you that Sunday the Eagles are back at the link to host the Vikings. Pre-game show starts at 3 o'clock with a kickoff with Merle Reese and Mike Quick at 425 on Eagle 107. Taking a look at the first half numbers and boy, not looking good for the Seals Grove Seals, as you would think, in a 13-2 deficit here at halftime. Team number, Seals Grove, just two first downs in that first half. Shemokin only six. Rushing department, Seals Grove had a minus six. As Shemokin Indians, 66 yards. In the passing game, Seals Grove 27, Shemokin only 48. So total yards, Shemokin Indians 114, Seals Grove just 21 total yards in that first half. Penalties, Seals Grove four, and Schmokin four penalties apiece. No turnovers. Seals Grove did have a safety. Blaze Ziders was able to get the Bowers and calls the safety, and that Seals Grove's only points on the night again as they trail 13-2 here at halftime. Look at individual numbers first for the Schmokin Indians. In the rushing department, quarterback Bowers, nine carries, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Bryson James, the leading rusher coming in tonight, six carries, 29 yards, and a touchdown. In the passing game, Bowers 5 for 6, 48 yards, two of those going to Mosser for 25 yards for the Schmokin Indians. For Seals Grove, rushing department, Con 7 carries, 3 yards, and Schoen, 1 carry for 3 yards as well. In the passing department, Shock 3 for 7 for just 27 yards. Bastion came in, did throw the ball twice. For just two yards, Bastion's also tried to run the ball, but has been hit in the backfield, sacked. So he's at minus seven yards on the night from quarterback position. Chuck also two carries for minus five for the Seals Grove Seals. Ryan, we've been talking about here at halftime after the game, uh, after the teams went into the locker room that kind of speechless in terms of exactly what's happening in front of us. Uh, Definitely flat. Don't have that extra uh, oomph in their game. The defense is playing well enough to keep the team in into it. But bottom line is you've got to find some offense. They're trying with the different quarterbacks. But your thoughts in terms of the swapping the quarterback scenario? I don't know. I mean, we knew before the game that this was going to be something they would try and do, not not based upon any performance thing by Danny Schock. They had actually planned to get both QBs in just to give other looks. They've had the Wildcat uh, package with Bashan, so it's not something unheard of, but I think right now it's they're begging either guy. Just one of you give us a spark, one of you one of you just pick up and, and take over and get this offensive going, but I don't know if it's so much the QB play. I think it's a little bit of everything. I, I mean, actually right now I'd say our shining thing is the offensive line at times has, has given the quarterback some time at times, and other times pressure has gotten right through. It's not consistent, but showing some positives. I also don't think the receivers are getting much separation right now. I don't see guys getting open. We did have the one broken play where coverage was left on uh, Kance, I believe, downfield, and Danny was unable to find him. Um, but really, uh, nothing going for Seals. All these passes, you know, whether complete or not, we're not really seeing receivers wide open right now. So I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't. I'm not an, an offensive coordinator. I just know what I see on the field and right now. Just not getting any openings, not able to get out around and get an edge, and we're not getting any runs up the gut. So right now, just Shemokin just shutting down the Seals Grove offense. Now, Seals Grove's defense is doing a good job. Yeah, there's 13 points on the board, but 
They've been on the field the majority of the time. When you look at Seals Group drives, the majority of them are three and outs, and if they are longer, they've been penalty aided, where penalties have helped give them first downs. You saw they only have two first downs this game, so uh, the defense has really been, you know, which is, you know, they're used to. They they know that this is what this team's success over the last two decades has been, is by the unbelievable defensive play and their tradition of defense at Seals Group. So I'm not surprised that you call upon the defense, but you're completely calling upon the defense. They're your only points right now. One of the elements we talked about is the amount of times that Shemokin has put the ball on the turf throughout 2018 and the amount of times that Seals Grove has forced opponents to cough up the ball, thinking that would be a big element in this ballgame. Well, it hasn't necess- hasn't been, but you would hope maybe the second half is that's the kind of stuff that maybe will make the difference in this game. Can they get a short field? Can they get a turnover that will allow them? Because think about it, their only points came on special teams uh, setting up for the safety. They were able to pin the Smoking Indians deeper in their own territory, and then the defense took over from there. So can the special teams, can the defense create opportunities to allow your offense to get a spark on and possibly get some points on the board? Again, we're here at halftime. Get ready to wrap up halftime with Seals Grove trailing the Schmokin Indians 13-2. to And outside of a hole by the Schmokin, it could be even worse than that at this point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, here, after Seals Group had such a good running success last week, Joe Conn went for 168 by himself last week. In this game, 12 of 14 runs have been of three yards or less and seven runs for zero or negative yardage. So... It's not just the passing game that's struggling right now. It is the offense, whether it's passing, running, you name it. Seals Group is just not getting anything going offensively. And again, we're seeing styles of defense that seem to do this, Seals Group. Southern, big and nasty up front. Berwick, big and nasty up front. Jersey Shore, big and nasty up front. Now, Seals Group got that game together. And then here you are. Well, even last week, Loyal Sock was pretty big. Not super nasty up front, but it caused issues early. And now Shimokin big and nasty up front so you get some big guys that play aggressive and you put them on that defensive line that seems to have caused some issues for the Seals Grove offense this year of course all our numbers given to us by our stat man Zach Showers taking a look at that just to to add uh, a deeper uh, perspective on the struggles for the Seals Grove Seals in that first half and you know the other thing is penalties when you have four penalties and you're putting yourself behind the chains and now you're forced into a situation where you're trying to get the offense going and they're struggling to see themselves in a second and long, third and long. It just does not uh, do anything but make the situation very, that much more difficult for the Seals Grove Seals. Well, that wraps up the halftime show here. Again, Seals Grove trailing 13-2 to the Smoking Indians. As Seals Grove will have to kick this second-half kickoff to the Smoking Indians, give them the ball back again with Smoking leading 13-2. to If you're just joining us, Schmokin got on the board first on a Bryson James two-yard touchdown run that completed a six-play drive. The extra point good, and with 7.25 to go in the first quarter, 7-0 lead for the Schmokin Indians. Seals would get that safety. Blaze Ziders with 2.26 to go in that first quarter, and that point it was 7-2. That would be the score at the end of the first quarter. But then Bryson James, two-yard touchdown run for Bryson James ended up being a... 13 to 2 lead for the Shemokin Indians as we get ready to start the second half. Again, Shemokin will get the second half kickoff as Kyle Rule will approach it and kick 
a line drive. It rolls across the turf. The up man picks it up at the 22. Up the left sideline, Bryson James finds room, crosses the 40 out to the 41-yard line where Shemokin will take over first down and 10. And, Ryan, one thing to think, it hasn't been because these teams haven't had good field position. Field position's been pretty good, even for Seelands Grove, but they just have been unable to move the ball down the field and make anything of it. Mistake have killed a lot of their drives. And, again, another example of Shemokin getting great field position as they have it at their own 41-yard line. Bowers. Under center, two backs behind him. Blitz coming for Seals Grove. Bowers going to roll to his right. Look it. Gets rid of it. It's got a man beyond the defense. That's Wetzel making a catch beyond the defender. Being chased by Swineford at the five. And it's going to be tackled at the one-yard line for the Smoking Indians to open up the second half. A great effort by Swineford to track him down, but at the same time, it never should have got deeper than the secondary. And again, a receiver gets deeper than everyone on the Seals Grove defense, and Shemokin exploits it. They hit at that time, and they, and you know what? They just went back to it quick. They saw it in the first half, and they found it again early on here, and, boy, they set themselves up for a quick score here in the first half. They get up quick to the line of scrimmage. They stack up to power look to the right this time, and there's going to be a flag on the play, and is it going to be a false start against the Schmokin Indians, and it will be. So instead of being at the one-yard line, first and goal to go, they're going to get a penalty, and it walked them back five yards, so a bit of a reprieve <laughs> for the Seals Grove Seals defensively. It will be a first down goal to go from the six-yard line. That's huge right there, and I don't know if that was the bonsai. We haven't seen the bonsai this year. Some of Seals Grove does year in and year out. Again, a false start by Shemokin. And this all is following up that fifth, 59-yard reception by Wetzel from Bowers to put the ball at the one-yard line. Credit Swineford at this point with able to run him down and tackle the one-yard line because with back-to-back penalties now, the ball is going to be walked outside of the 10-yard line at the 11-yard line. So it's going to be first down goal to go from the 11 for the Smoking Indians, who at this point, just to start the second half, lead 13-2. to two. I looked over at Coach Hynoski. They're not happy about the back-to-back false start penalties. He's kind of just looking around in disbelief. And, boy, Seals Grove can breathe a little bit here, but they still need to come up with a stop. High formation behind Bowers. Gives it to the deep man, James. Cuts it up at the five. Inside the five, down to about the two-yard line. Schaefer on the stop. And look like safety Hoover on the stop as well, but the ball's inside the five. It'll be a second down goal to go. Yeah, nice tackles there, but not until uh, Shemokin picks up like seven, eight on the play. The market at the two-yard line. Second down goal to go. Go to James again. Makes a man miss in the backfield. Gets to the goal line. Touchdown for the Shemokin Indians. The hole was there. Shemokin's offensive line is doing a great job. Opened up a big hole. And the running back was met at the line or at the goal line, but he fell forward and got the touchdown. Shemokin comes out with a big pass play here to start the second half. And then after two costly penalties to push him back 10 yards after a first and goal at the one, they are able to just run a couple run plays with good line blocking and push and find themselves in the end zone, about to go up 20 to 2. Shemokin will attempt the extra point here, struggled in the last one, which was no good. This one is up and it splits the upright, and it's good. So exactly from a Schmokin standpoint, how you draw it up at halftime and give them credit for that opening play 
They took the ball down to the one-yard line, and as you said, Brian, they overcame back-to-back false start penalties to be able to take it into the end zone on Bryson James' second touchdown of the night. This one coming again from two yards out. So James has two two-yard touchdown runs, and this comes with 10.44 to go here in the third period. That completes a three-play drive for the Indians to start the second half, covering 59 yards. Took one minute and 10 seconds. The extra point good. And the score now for the Schmookin Indians, they now lead 20-2 to two here in the third period. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Yeah, I mean, down 18 points, it's three possessions. I mean, three possessions right now. And honestly, it's three touchdowns unless Seals Grove were to convert on two two-point conversions. So Seals Grove's got a lot of work in front of them. Uh, to get back in this game, and it's going to have to be with their offense, which is struggling. Kick away here, short kick, going to bounce at the 19-yard line. Nyling picks it off the turf at the 15, changes direction, makes a man miss at the 20, falls forward about the 24-yard line. Now Seals Grove will take over first down at 10, deep in their own territory at the 24-yard line, trailing 20-2. to here in the third period. Well, here you go. I mean, this is going to tell you a lot. You made halftime adjustments. You come out, and Shemokin goes right down the field and scores. How do you respond offensively? What is this offense going to do right now? First down and 10. Shock in at quarterback. Lone back in the backfield is Khan. Wide receivers to each side. Shock turns, fakes it to Khan. He's got Metzger. Hits him on the quick hitter. Metzger up the right sideline. Gets a big block as he crosses the 40 to the 45-yard line. So quick hit. Confidence builder that time for Shock to Metzger. First out pickup out to the Seals Grove 45-yard line. A great way to start out the second half. You roll out, get your tight end involved. And was it Swineford that laid that block? That was a big block from the receiver, which freed up Metzger on the sideline to pick up uh, a lot more yards. That was a good executed first play of the half. So first down and 10 for the Seals. Get a positive play here to start the second half, trailing 20-2 to two to the Schmokin Indians. Shock turns, gives the con, trying to wiggle his way through, not going to be able to. A loss, on the one, a loss of play of one as the ball is going to be put at the 44-yard line, and it's going to be a second down in 11 for the Seals. Uh, Nate Schoen trying to create the edge there, but he got stood up a little bit there by a Shemokin defensive guy, and then they got tangled up a little bit extra stuff out of, out of those two. Uh, Nate's trying to spike or trying to spark this uh, offense, bring some energy. I love the effort there. So second down and 11 for the Sealands Grove Seals, trailing 20-2 to with 9.49 to go here in the third. Shown tight end on the left side. Shock drops back, getting some pressure. Going to take off and run with it, and it will be tackled as he crosses the 45-yard line to the 47-yard line. So maybe two and a half on the pickup there, and it's going to be a third down and seven. Well, nothing going. He decided to tuck and go. Picks up positive yardage. I think they're going to give him three there. And he's going to put him at from second lap, third and eight. So a little bit more manageable third down with a positive uh, run there from Danny Schock. You're right. It's a three because it takes it out to the 47-yard line as Seals Grove forced to a third down and long with wide receivers. Two to the right, one to the left is Swineford. 
Shot gets the snap, drops back under heavy pressure, gets away from one defender. Now looks upfield. It's going to take off and try to run with it as he gets into smoking territory at the 49-yard line. It'll be a short of a first down after the pickup on the run by Shock. It's going to be a fourth down and four for the Seals Grove Seals at the Shemokin 49-yard line as Metzger will drop back to punt this one away. And you can see pressure got right away. Uh, they sent seven guys there, Shemokin did. Pressure got in there. Danny did an athletic move to avoid it. He's looking downfield, but again, just nobody open. He's got to decide to run with it and not enough for the first down. Good punt by Metzger. Bowers is back there, watches it roll inside the 15 to the 13-yard line. And that's where the Shemokin Indians will take over first down in 10 as they got a touchdown on their first drive of the second half. They'll look to try to get back-to-back scores. They lead the Seals Grove Seals 20-2 to in a big Heartland Athletic Conference Division One matchup. Both teams came in at 2-1, and trying to stay atop of the hack one. The last we heard... Chickalemi is having a very good game against the Lewisburg Green Dragons. Lewisburg also at 2-1 and one and trying to stay atop of the hack one in the race for the conference. First down and 10 for Schmokin. Balls at their own 15-yard line. Dropping back is Bowers under heavy pressure. Now he's going to take off and run, and he's met as he crosses the 15 to the 17-yard line. It's at Schaefer and Ziders making the stop. After the short pickup by Bowers. He's going to mark it about the 17, so about a four-yard pickup. Make it a, a three-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and seven for the Shemokin Indians. Uh, one thing that Shemokin QB does is he steps in. When that outside pressure comes, he uses it against the, 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 the aggressiveness against Seals Grove. They end up flying by him as he steps in. That time he found some yardage. Bowers takes the snap, gives it to Lone back in the backfield. That's Bryson James on the second level, still going. First down, be tackled by Swineford as he crosses the 25-yard line, gets all the way out to the 29-yard line as he'll pick up 12 yards on the carry, and it'll be a first down for the Indians. They'll start the clock. It'll become Seals Grove enemy here as the Shmokin Indians were able to run the ball on that one and continue to. Uh, right now, Shemokin just needs to be able to run the ball successfully, burn the clock out. This will be a quick second half. So, Seals Grimm knows they're going to want to run here, but they had that threat of the big throw, too. This is going to go to James again. Another big run. He's going to pick up 11 as he's tackled at the 40-yard line. After we talk about what can you do when you know what the other opponent's going to do, and can you stop it, and they have not been able to. You know they're going to run the ball defensively by the Seals, and Schmokin's still running off an 11-yard pickup to pick up the first down and move the chains. The ball sits at their own 40-yard line. First down and 10. Bowers gives it to James again. He's going to be hit as he gets about a yard and a half, and that's going to be by Ziders. Second down and eight. Maybe give him about maybe two yards on that out to close to the 42-yard line. Second down and eight for the Shemokin Indians. Ziders with his 10th tackle of the game there. He has two tackles for a loss and a sack. Also, Banian on that tackle as well. Second down play here. Blitz coming. And Kai Showers jumped off sides. 
Came across the line early. That's going to be a penalty against the Seals Grove Seals. That'll be a five-yard walk-off. So instead of being second down and long, it's now going to be a second down and medium. That'll make it about a second down, and we'll call it a long four for the Smoking Indians as the ball's being placed at the 46-and-a-half-yard line. Smoking leading this one 20-2 with 6.39 to go here in the third. Under center is Bowers. Gives it to his fullback. That's Wetzel. Gets to midfield. Close to the sticks. Looks like he's going to be short. They'll mark him down about the 49-yard line after the three-yard pickup. And it'll be a third down and one for the Indians. Uh, just Shemokin winning the battle at the line of scrimmage right now. That time I didn't see anyone get through into the backfield. Felt like it was a complete push there by Shemokin. They picked up big yards, and this is a third and one. Broken backfield behind Bowers. He's going to keep it. He's got a first down into Seals Grove territory and more close to the 45-yard line. They'll mark it at the 46-yard line in Seals Grove territory for the first down for the Schmokin Indians. And you're starting to see a little bit of frustration in some of the Seals Grove defenders right now. Guys looking around, their hands out and palms up. I'm looking at my defensive stat sheet, and there is way too many strikes on the sheet. A lot of guys, a lot of tackles, not used to seeing that. The Seals defense usually gets off the field, doesn't see this many plays. Powers takes the snap. Look at the throw. It's got a man out there. That's Mosser making a catch, able to get around the defender, take the ball down to the 30-yard line. 17-yard pickup for the Schmokin Indians, and they're in business on a quick throw. And, and you know, everything right now is working for Schmokin. The, the, the underneath throw, the deep throw, the inside run game, the outside run game, the QB sneaks, they're doing whatever they want right now offensively to start the second half. It's only their second possession. Seals Grove's had one, and we're under four, about at five minutes to go in the third quarter. Putting the ball at the 31-yard line, 16-yard pickup. This is going to go to James, trying to bounce at the outside. Cuts under defender and takes it down to the 27-yard line. Quick burst that time, about four. It'll be a second down and six. And like you said, Ryan, this third quarter clock is moving quickly as the Schmokin Indians continue to run the ball. As they get it deeper into Seals Grove territory, they'll have it second down. We're calling it seven with 4.45 to go here in the third. Seals Grove trailing by 18. Bashing in on that tackle, his 10th tackle of the game. So him and Ziders um, both with 10 tackles. Bowers thrown. It's got a man wide open. That's Wetzel making a catch. First down pickup. Makes a man miss at the 15-yard line. And he's going to get down to close to the 12-yard line on the catch and run by the Smoking Indians. Swineford able to make the tackle there. I believe it was linebacker in coverage. She had a linebacker on uh, on receiver there. Got the separation. Good throw. Good yards after the catch. Shemokin just continues to roll. Down to the 12-yard line in Seals Grove territory are the Indians. Wide receivers to each side. Bowers turns, gives it to James. Off the left side, gets away from defender, hit by Metzger. Still spinning, close to the 5-yard line. And maybe down to about the 6-yard line. It's about a 6-yard pickup that time by the Indians to make it a second down and 4 for a first down. Well, Bastion was first guy on the scene there. But he was unable to come up with the tackle. Had a lot of pressure on him trying to shed some guys. Then you had Metzger and Swineford coming in uh, to finish it off. Now Swineford at nine tackles, so he's one tackle away. 
from uh, being in the in the double-digit uh, tackle category. We got a lot of guys like that. As this game goes on, the tackles add up. I'll let you know when I got guys marked at 10 tackles. 10 tackles is a lot for one player, and it looks like we're going to have a bunch of guys hitting that tonight. Bowers under center. High formation behind him. James is going to get the call. Bounces off a defender inside the five. Multiple blue shirts in on the stop there as he gets down close to the two-yard line. And it'll be a close to a first down pickup. See if they're able to get to that line. I don't see any call here. It looks like it'll be short of a first down for the Smoking Indians. It'll be a third down and about one for the Indians. Yeah, T. Hoover, Bastion, and number 79, Michael Mole, in on the tackle. But originally the ball was met in the backfield. Should have been a tackle for a loss, but tough running. Bounced off it and picked up positive yards. Turn. Bowers is going to keep it. Tries to take off. Finds the goal line. Touchdown for the Smoking Indians. Uh, both Amit and Bastion had their arms on the QB in the backfield, and he just broke out of them and picked up the, the yards needed for a touchdown. Right now, a lot of frustration. You can read the body language. Joe Kahn not happy. This defense is in shock as Shimokin has come out here in the second half and put up back-to-back touchdowns. First drive was set up with a 50-plus yard pass play down to the one. And this drive was a good old-fashioned nickel and dime power, power style of football, and they just marched down the field, pending this PAT. Schmokin's going to find themselves up 27 to two, and Seals Grove offense has basically done nothing here in this game. The extra point is good by Kramer for the Schmokin Indians to push the lead to 27 to two here in the third quarter with just 3.04 to go in the third period. Back-to-back scores for the Schmokin Indians and two touchdowns apiece for Bowers and James. As James got the scoring started for Schmokin back at the first quarter, and then he got the scoring going here in the second half on a two-yard run, and now Bowers gets his second touchdown of the night as he completed a 12-play drive covering 86 yards for the Schmokin Indians. Took five minutes and 40 seconds off the clock. Then again, finished off by a three-yard run by the Schmokin Indians. The extra point good, and Seals Grove trailing 27-2. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Did not see this coming. No. Was not expecting to see what I'm seeing here now, but uh, talking to Mike Moyer a little bit, and uh, you know, as much as Seals Grove looks run down and tired, I'm giving a lot of credit to what Schmokin's done against the Seals Grove defense. This gets the con. He crosses the 20 out to the 23-yard line. Seals Grove will have it first down at 10. Well, I mean, one thing that sticks out to me is I have, Shimo- uh, yeah, I'm sorry, in the Loyal Side game, I have about 74 tackles that I tallied during the game for Seals Grove. So far, with still three minutes to go in the third quarter, I have 77 tallied. That just tells you there's much more offense on the field uh, that the defense is facing. Uh, Too many tackles being made. It's just the offense out there getting the job done. They have 27 points up on the board. And Seals Grove is putting their defense in that position where they got to constantly be out there. And there's going to be a wear down effect. A lot of these guys play both ways. So you got to kind of give some your your defense a little bit of breather, a little bit of confidence, and have some offensive success. And it looks like Seals Grove has made some substitutions too. 
First down and 10 for the Seals. They have it at their own 24-yard line, make it the 23-yard line to get this possession started. Khan goes in motion, snap over to the left of Shock, unable to get the snap, and he runs back and jumps on it at the 10-yard line. It's going to be a 13-yard loss on the mishandling of the snap by Shock. Wow, when it rains, it pours, and right now there's a flood in Sealands Grove. Again, on first down, a negative play or, or a play of zero this time. Couldn't be the, the snap couldn't be handled, and Sealands Grove is looking at second and 23. With 2.20 to go here in the third period and trailing 27 to 2. Shock in the shotgun formation, drops back. He's got some time this time, gets rid of it, and over the head of Kantz, falls incomplete, and that quickly it's going to be a third down and 23. Yeah, and that time the route was actually ran really nice, got the inside, it was open, no safety there to help out. Danny Shock just throws it high, far, and behind. Didn't hit his man in stride. If he does, that might be going to the house. That might be a 90-yard TD pass because that was a nice route ran there by the receiver. But it falls incomplete, so it'll be a third down and 23 for the Seals Grove Seals. Again, trailing 27-2 to two to the Schmokin Indians. Schmokin looking to improve to 3-1, hack one, and stay atop of the conference. Trips to the right, one wide receiver to the left. Shock drops back, plenty of time. Looking over the middle, and almost intercepted, and it is off the tip. That's going to be Bowers, who already has two interceptions for touchdowns on the season. Make it number three. Just unfortunate there. A decent pass across the middle off tight end's hands. It's the old tip drill. And Shemokin jumps up, grabs it out of the air. They're up 33-2. to two. PAT can make it 34-2. to two. Yeah, This game, you might even be able to just call it over because Seals Group offense has zero points and almost zero yards. The only two points the Seals Group have is because of the defense. So Kramer will attempt the extra point here for the Schmokin Indians off the Paul hold. Looking to push the lead to 34-2 with 1.58 to go here in the third. Snaps good, holds good, it kicks up, and it splits the uprights. Sean, didn't see this coming. Schmokin leading 34-2 with 1.58 to go here in the third. You got some updated scores of other games going on around the valley. We do, guys. Thanks very much. And uh, got a really great one going on. I'm News Radio 1070 WKOK and 100.9 The Valley at one point. Shikalemi was leading Lewisburg 14 to nothing. Lewisburg with 21 unanswered points. They're in the third quarter. The Green Dragons have taken a 21 to 14 lead. So it looks like our game is going to end before the Shikalemi Lewisburg game. And uh, when that does, we'll switch over for bonus coverage of the uh, Braves tonight on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Also, we have tonight on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard, Muncie and Montgomery in the third. They are tied at 7-7. Danville is leading Montoursville 24-13 as they start the third quarter. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan. Thank you, Sean. Keep an eye on all the games going on in the Valley. Our Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week is... The Montoursville 5-1 Montoursville Warriors against the Danville Ironmen, two future opponents of the Seals. Khan picks the ball off the turf on the return. Gets to the 20-yard line, spins, and will go down there on the stop. Number 32 for the Smoking Indians, Nate Miller. 
Seals Grove will have a first down and 10 outside their own 20-yard line at the 21-yard line. So the Smoking Indians go on the board again. Bowers gets his third touchdown of the night. He gets his third interception touchdown of the season. The extra point good, and the Seals Grove Seals now trail 34-2 to the Smoking Indians. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. A 73 in on the offensive line. I don't have a 73. For Seals Grove, Garrett Benford. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> this is going to go to Schoen. Spins, dragging the defender. Get out to about the 23-yard line, so a short pickup that time for Nate Schoen of about two yards. It'll set up about a second down and eight for the Seals Grove Seals. Again, trailing 34 to two. Actually going to give Schoen three yards, that extra effort there. He stretched out, pick up that extra yard. So positive first down play, second down and seven now for the Seals. This is going to be a timeout here taken by the Seals Grove Seals. And, you know, Ryan, we broadcast jinx. We talked about the dominance of the Seals Grove Seals over the Shemokian Indians in the past decade. Every game we've covered, Seals Grove have won. They'd only trailed one time, and that was only back in 2012 to the Shemokian Indians. They were tied with them three different times in the game, not even at the end of quarters, but some point in the game. One of them was back in... The Seals Grove won in uh, 2012. They had to score with 14 seconds left in the game. Tyler Krebs took it over into the end zone to put Seals Grove up 20-13. to 13. They would win that game over to the Schmokin Indians, one of the closer games that Seals Grove's had against the Schmokin Indians. But, boy, tonight I did not come into Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field thinking I would look up at the clock in the third quarter and see Smokin' winning 34-2. to Never expected this. Never. I thought we might have a, a nail-biter, a tough one, a battle. I just did never expected Smokin' to be able to put up 34 points on the Seals. Following a timeout, second down and seven. 123 to go here in the third. Bastion in at a quarterback, throws it. Well over the head, it's intercepted by Wetzel. Wetzel's going to turn, get tackled by Everett Thomas at the 21-yard line. I'm at a loss for words right now. I mean, we're fans, right? Yeah, and it's it hurts. Tough. Yeah, and it hurts, you know, to watch. You know, the kids working hard. You know, I think the second half, as we talk about Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game, definitely a candidate will be that 59 yard uh, scoring drive, uh, finished off by a touchdown by the Schmokin Indians to start that second half, will definitely be a candidate for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Interception by the Smoking Indians. Up under center is Bowers. Wide receivers to each side. Eye formation behind Bowers. Going to give it to Wetzel. Hit by Kahn. Kahn hangs on to Wetzel as he drags him to the 19-yard line. After the short pickup, it'll be a second down and long by the Smoking Indians. And Ryan, we already talked about it. They're not going to be any hurry here. They're going to use clock as we had under a minute to go here in the third Smoke has been able to move the chains by running the ball and completed possessions and quick third quarter here as they lead 34-2 over the Seals. A run probably one more play here, possibly in the third quarter and flip sides of the field, get ready for the fourth quarter. Pitch goes to James off the left side, gets a block by Wetzel, trying to get to the edge and he's going to get positive yards and finally knocked out of bounds close to the 15-yard line. Well, the run that time, but he does go out of bounds, so the third quarter clock will not come to an end here 
as Schmokin will have to run another play on this third down and six with just 28 seconds to go here in the third. You talk about not giving up and continue to fight hard. Bastion there with two blockers, just doing everything he can to string out that run, shoving the blockers and pushing the guy towards the sidelines. Did a great job there and not allowing Schmokin to get the edge. Third down and six. Bowers drops back. Got a man across the middle, hits the turf, falls incomplete. And it will be a fourth down. Heavy pressure by Ryan Almond on Bowers on the throw. Yep, Seals Group in the backfield there, forcing the quick throw. It was thrown short off the heel. And uh, in the traffic a little bit there, too. But that would have been something to get an interception return for a touchdown there and give, give some life going into the fourth quarter. Shemokin, following the incompletion, will attempt a field goal here. They'll place the ball down at the 23-yard line. So... Kramer looking to kick a 33-yard field goal off the pole hold. And this would force a mercy rule if he were to make this. Snaps a little high but gets down. The kick is up plenty of distance, and it splits the upright. And it's good. 33-yard field goal by Kramer pushes the Schmokin lead to 37-2. to As Seals Grove Seals has not been able to put any offense together. Their lone points coming on a Blaze Ziders sack in the end zone. Ryan, right now it's about coaching. How do you get these kids to remain focused in what they're doing here to finish out this fourth quarter, gain some momentum, still a lot of season to play, a lot of opportunities still exist here for these Seals Grove Seals. So it's going to come down to how you talk them up and how you keep them focused for these yeah, uh, you know these young kids. They're young kids needing this guidance right now. Well, and you also you need to play. You can't play football in any other way other than 100 percent because that's when injuries happen. So you got to be the aggressor. You got to keep going after. You just don't. You don't give up right now. And I don't think these kids are going to do it. I don't think that's in their blood. But you just got to. You know, you're down right now. Not the type of game you thought. You're taking a little bit of a beating. You just want to make sure you're still aggressive uh, to save yourself from injuries. As Connell return it, crosses the 20 out to the 24-yard line. Seals Grove will start there at first down and 10. A late flag thrown here in front of the Seals Grove bench to see what they're going to figure out here on the near side with the officials. But that field goal by Kramer, 33-yard field goal, completed a four-play drive covering four yards, taking 56 seconds and pushes the lead for the Schmokin Indians to 37-2 to here in the third quarter. It's going to be a personal foul penalty. So, Ryan, you said it earlier. When, you know, it, uh, when it rains, it pours, and there's a flood here in Seals Grove, and from bad to worse, personal foul penalty. Seals Grove would have a decent field position to start this drive late in this third quarter, but the penalty drives them inside their own 15 to about the 12-yard line. And the clock will run here. Those officials will hold things up here. There's a man down on the field for the Schmokin Indians. And I'm not sure why the clock started there. They did stop it there. So we have a man down on the field. And while they take a look at him, maybe we can send it back to Sean and keep us updated on some of those interesting games going on around the Valley. Sean, take it away. All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard on 100.9 The Valley and WKOK. Lewisburg continues to lead Shikolemi 21-14 after the Braves are up 14 to nothing. 
Lewisburg able to get 14 points of their own before the end of the first half and also getting a score on their first drive in the third quarter. So the Green Dragons with 21 unanswered points. Third quarter score, Bloomsburg leads Warrior Run 21-8. Also in the third, Loyal Sock leads Mifflinburg 17-7, Hazleton 14, Berwick 6. Now into the fourth quarter, the battle for the old shoe. Muncie has taken a 14-7 lead over Montgomery. In the third quarter, Tri-Valley trouncing Millersburg 56-6. Now into the fourth quarter, Upper Dauphin shutting out Juniata 14-0. And in the third quarter, Danville is leading Montoursville 24-19. It's our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Night. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan. Thank you, Sean, but don't go far. That ends the third quarter as the clock round, wound down to 0-0. Zero, zero. We'll go to the fourth quarter with Seals Grove trailing the Schmokin Indians 37-2. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Most of us will need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575, or on the web at slivlaw.com. We are Eagle 107. Tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with the Sunbury Motors game night. It's Sunbury Motors game night after the game here on Eagle 107 at the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Move to the fourth quarter. Seals Grove trailing 37-2. They have the ball first down and 10 inside their own 15-yard line, marked about the 12-yard line to get this possession going. Shotgun formation for Shock. Five receivers to each side. Takes the snap. has got some time. Gets rid of it. Looking for... Metzger out towards the sideline, well overthrown, falls incomplete, and it'll be a second down and 10. Yeah, I don't know. That looked like it was a spot pass, throw to a spot. I don't know if it was overthrown or underran there, but a lot of space between the closest receiver and the football there. Steelers group trying to get something going in the passing game. Nothing there on first down. It'll be a second down and 10 for Steelers group just trying to Build some momentum, try to win the fourth quarter here as they show 37-2 with 11.21 to go here in the ballgame. Shock drops back. He's got some time. Gets rid of it. Got a man in and out of the hand intended receiver. Swineford falls to the turf. It'll be a third down and 10 for the Seals. We need to count how many defenders are on the field. It just seems like there are Shemokin football players, Shemokin defensive players, all over the place. They're getting pressure in the backfield. They're locking down everyone, and they're flying to the ball, gang tackling. I feel like they're playing with 15 on the field right now. Playing with a sense of energy, and they show tonight. They're, they're, the way they're getting around this field, and they came prepared. You know, and then they, they came here to Seals Grove with the intention of winning this ball game. And give them credit. They're doing that here right now in the fourth quarter. Shock drops back. He's got some time again. Now he's going to get Hit, spins, and he'll go down. Inside the five-yard line, he had some time there early in that 
drop back, but it closed quickly, and he's going to be sacked all the way to the two-yard line. It's going to force Metzger to put this one away deep in his own end zone. Yeah, when you're third and ten, you need to get guys downfield, obviously at least ten yards. All the routes there were downfield developments, not enough time. Shock had, had pump fake, looked like he might release it, decided to just hang on to it, took the sack, and just get the special teams out there to punt the ball to the back of the end zone. Metzger gets the snap, gets it away quickly. It's going to hit at the 24-yard line and go out of bounds. So Shemokin Indians will have wonderful field position, leading 37-2. Bunch of new numbers are taking the field, and we'll do our best to get you all those names as they check into the game here for the Seals Grove Seals. Again, Seals Grove is going to have to try to refocus, get themselves prepared for their ball game next week as they'll travel to Central Mountain to take on the Wildcats. Eagle 1 at 7 will be there. We'll start at 6 o'clock with Seals game day. We'll interview Coach Derek Hicks at 6.30, opening kickoff at 7 o'clock here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. A timeout. Also want to remind you that uh, you want to stick around after the game as uh, Sean Carey will give us scores and highlights from across the region. Plus, you'll hear the Alpha Electric electrifying call of the game, all part of Seals game night after we leave here and send it back to Sean Carey. It's Seals game night brought to you by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. And as you heard Sean say earlier, keep an eye on the tough game of the week. Two five-and-one teams and Ryan, two opponents, future opponents of the Seals Grove Seals, the Danville Ironmen and the Montoursville Warriors. And two weeks, Seals Grove have to travel to take on a very good Mont- or very good Danville Ironman team and finish out regular season at home against Montoursville. So not going to get any easier, but it's about trying to build some momentum up here and get refocused and get ready for the last three games of the year. Well, right now, Seals Grove getting some of the second stringers in, going to get them some time under the Friday Night Lights. I think that's why Shemokin took the time out as well. I think they wanted to get some of their backups in. But, you know, you want to get out of this game. you got a lot of film to look at. Um, and for the most part, we look like we're pretty healthy. I didn't see anyone really get banged up tonight in what is a pretty physical game. So I'm going to take that as a positive out of here and just regroup this week and Get back at it like this. This team will do. They will respond, and uh, you know you have nights like this, Pat. I mean, it's just not your night. This is not your night. We've all had those, whether it's sports, work, whatever. Tonight has just not been the night for the Seals Grove football team, and you, you hopefully use this as uh, a lesson to get better and for and be prepared for the upcoming games. Nine thirteen to go in the game. Thirty-seven to two lead for. The Shemokin Indians, see Dean Hollenbach, who's gotten a lot of varsity time, as defender in there, along with Isaiah Showers. Also see Nate Hackenberger in the ballgame, number nine for the Seals Grove Seals. Again, just running down some number 77 into the game, two for the Seals Grove Seals. That's Gavin Carroll, number 62. That's Damian Catherman in the ballgame for the Seals Grove Seals on the defensive side. First down at 10 for the Indians. They have the ball at the Seals Grove 10-yard line, leading 37-2. Gives it to the lone back in the backfield is Grimes, number 11 in the quarterback for the Smokin' Indians. He's short of a first down. Pick up about five. It's going to be a second down in medium for 
the Smoking Indians. Also into the game number 85, and that's Travis Meckley for the Seals Grove Seals defense, trying to keep the Smoking Indians out of the end zone here. Eight minutes to go in the ballgame. Seals Grove trailing 37-2. Grimes under center, eye formation behind him. He turns, gives it to the deep man off the right side. Going to get down to about the two-yard line. He'll be stopped there. Number 34 in all, on the run that time for the Smoking Indian. That's Madden. Also in the ball game, number 71 for the Seals Grove Seals. That's Michael Hayes. Play on the middle of that defense for the Seals Grove Seals. So it's a first down goal to go from the one-yard line, 725 to go in the game. Grimes under center. Takes snap, turns, gives it to the fullback. He's hitting the backfield. Continuous effort, gets him in the end zone. Touchdown for the Smoking Indians. Uh, good effort there. I thought, you know, he got matched up. I thought his knee hit before he stretched out over, but official sees it differently. But good effort there by Seals defense. Came up, met him, fought. It just gave up enough to, to allow Smoking to get in the end zone again. They now have 43 points with 7.17 to go in the game. Kramer will attempt the extra point here for the Shemokin Indians. When I talked to Coach Hicks about being prepared for the Shemokin team and said the emphasis was the Shemokin team beat Lewisburg, a team that obviously Seals have lost to open up the 2018 season. They also were able to beat Central Mountain and played well enough to come back and beat Milton to start the year. So they had different op- they had different moments that they played really well. They struggled against teams that most teams are going to struggle against when you think about Southern and North Schuylkill. But right now it's all Shemokin. They now lead 44-2 with 7-17 to go in the ballgame. As Frosch is able to finish off the run for the Shemokin Indians. As he's able to take it in from one yard out, a one-yard touchdown run by the Shemokin Indians, complete the five-play drive, covering 23 yards, taking two minutes and 33 seconds. The extra point is good. And the lead now is 44-2 here in the fourth quarter with 7.17 to go. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Kramer will kick this one away. Seals Grove look to return here. It'll be Nylon and Kahn standing inside their own 10-yard line waiting for the Kramer kickoff here for the Smoking Indians. 7-17 to go in the game. Line drive kick hits the turf in front of Nylon. Picks it up at the 10. Running from left to right. Trying to run the hash. Got some room. Gets a good block up the right sideline. Still going at the 40. And finally driven bounds out of bounds about the 40 two-yard line, so good field position for the Seals as they'll look to try to put some offense together here late in this ballgame. Again, now trailing 44-2 to two to the Smoking Indians. Still got some guys out there. They're going to have Joe Kahn out there, Nate Schoen. Looks like they still have all the starters in. Coming up after the game, you want to stick it around. Stick around for the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show. Ryan will be down on the field, interview players, coach Derek Kicks. Then we'll get the Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, and also get stats from our stat man Zach Showers. All part of the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show here for you. 
And you said it, Ryan. Things happen. You know, and you get moments like this where just nothing is going the way you want it to. Uh, Shemokin, definitely a much improved team. The numbers have increased on the roster for the Shemokin Indians, which makes a huge difference, especially here in Week 7. Here, Coach Hicks, even Coach Dave has talked about it. You get more guys playing one way to try to keep from the wear-down factor. But, boy, Shemokin Indians have not looked worn down at all. They came out with the intent of competing, and they've done it here at Seals Grove and uh, off to what appears to be an impressive victory over the Seals Grove Seals bouncing back from their big loss to Jersey Shore a week ago. Well, Seals Grove keeping the starters in offense. I mean, hey, listen. They need work. They need to continue to work. I think that's what the coaching staff's doing right now. Turn, give it to deep man Khan. Off the right side. He's got some room. Spins into smoking territory as he gets all the way to the 45-yard line. Some extracurricular stuff that time by the Schmokin defender, Brain Bainbridge. But I give Joe Khan a lot of credit. He didn't snap up with any aggression back towards him, but it, it did see, appear to be a little extra stuff by the safety by the Schmokin Indians. But a first-down pickup for the Seals. There's going to be a flag on the play before we get this one started. He's the official counting the number of players, and he says there's too many of them. So it's going to be a legal substitution and a penalty against against 12 guys on the field. And we got a timeout on the field, so let's uh, take this moment to send it back to Sean as he's keeping an eye on all the other games going on around the Valley. Sean, take it away. All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander Toyota out of town scoreboard at last check in the third. Lewisburg up 28-14 over Shikalemi on WKOK and the Valley. Also third quarter, Bloomsburg up 21-15 over Warrior Run in the fourth quarter. Tamaqua leading undefeated North Schuylkill 20-14. Fourth quarter, Central Columbia over South Williamsport big time 48-20. Fourth quarter, Loyal Sock up by three over Mifflinburg 17-14. Berwick and Hazleton tied 14-14 in the third. Muncie up 14-7 over Montgomery in the fourth. Also in the fourth quarter, Danville pulling away from Montoursville. They have doubled up the Warriors 38-19. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan. Thank you, Sean. Back here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Seals Grove trailing 44-2. With 6.41 to go in the ball game, they have it at Shemokin's 49-yard line. Shock in the shotgun formation. Gives it to Isaiah Showers. Got some room off the right side, up the sideline. Hit by two defenders. Takes them inside of the 30-yard line, down close to the 20. Well, they'll mark it inside the 30, and that's going to be it. A first down pickup by the Seals on the run by showers a nice energy there you can tell fresh legs the showers gets out around the edge and delivers the blow falling forward to get more yards there so first down in 10 for the seals into the game number 59 on that offensive line that's nick klein for the seals grove seals showers gets the call again find a room jumping over defender at the 20 still going to the 15 Makes a move at the 10, and it's going to be horse collar to the ground or rodeo or whatever it was, but he falls to the turf after a good run again by Showers as he takes it inside the 10-yard line. It's almost like the defender just jumped up the ride on the <laughs> get it to be for a hug. Call it. That was different. It was almost, it's called, in MMA, they call that pulling guard. You kind of just jump up, latch on, and fall back, and then fall on your back there. So 
different style of tackle there. Cameron Fogarty into the game, number 61 for the Seals. Shot gets the snap, fakes it to Showers this time. He's going to keep it to the five, trying to get to the goal line. It looks like he will. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Uh, Danny Shock play action, fakes, rolls out. It takes a big hit as he gets across the goal line, but first offensive score of the night for the Seals with 5.15 to go in the game. As Danny Shock took it from the shotgun formation, this time faked it to Showers going left. He kept it, went to the right, was able to make a move at about the five-yard line. Like you said, Ryan, he absorbed a, a big blow right by the goal line, but using that good size of the freshman quarterback to be able to lunge forward and get it into the end zone for the Seals Grove Seals. And they look like they'll go for two here. Shock will be in a shotgun formation. Meckley and Kissinger off to the right. Shock gets a snap. Quick pitch out there for Isaiah Shower. Makes a man miss, and then he'll go down there. So the extra point try, no good for the Seals Grove Seals on the two-point conversion try. So Seals Grove able to gather some positive there on that drive. They're able to take it in for the score on the shock keeper as he gets his second rushing touchdown of the season for the freshman quarterback as he's able to complete a four-play drive covering 58 yards, took a minute and 53 seconds. And again, Danny Schock complete a nine-yard touchdown run extra point two-point conversion no good the score now 44 to 8 with 515 to go in the ball game that's the seals grow forward to drive summer as rule will kick this one away for the seals line drive kick hits about the 33 yard line rolls inside the 20 and picked up there at the 16 mad in the return man's hit at about the 24-yard line, he'll get to the 25, and that's going to be it. And Schmokin will take over first down and 10 from there. Cameron Fogarty will come in on defense. Number 71, Michael Hayes. Meckley as well. 77 jogs out. That's Gavin Carroll. Also see number 50 into the game for the Seals, and that's Nicholas Young for the defense for the Seals Grove Seals. Nate Hackenberger into the game for the Seals Grove Seals. We mentioned 62, and that was... Damian Catherman in the game for the Seals Grove Seals. Heimbach, Hollenbach, excuse me, Dean Hollenbach, the corner on the right side for the Seals Grove Seals. Clock running, 4.50 to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 44-8. to High formation behind Grimes. Fumble snap, picks it up, is going to keep it. Being grabbed from behind. Multiple shirts there in on the stop. Give credit number 50, and that's Nick Young. He's just sophomore, 5'8", 200 pounds, and on the stop there that time by the Seals Grove defense. A loss of one. It'll be a second down and 11 for the Schmogan Indians. And, you know, game's in hand. you got backups in, but this kind of stuff's important. you got to get these younger guys some experience underneath the Friday night lights, out in the field in this situation. And, and we've seen this in past when teams for Seals Grove are blowing the opponent out. We always say it's good to get these guys in. This is a great opportunity, even when you're on the opposite end of the blowout. You know, so little things like this are important, getting these guys some experience because this is the future of Seals Grove football. Taking a snap is Grimes, gives it to the deep man. That time, number five, and that is Hart. Short pickup, maybe two. Third down and nine for the Indians. Middle of the defense again for the Seals Grove Seals and on the stop. 
62 made his way in there. That's Catherman. 71 playing the defensive tackle position. Hayes not giving much ground in the middle of that defense. Pick up about one. It'll be a third down and 10. 3.30 to go in the game with Seals Grove trailing 44 to 8 to the Shemokin Indians. Shemokin will improve to 3 and 1 in Hack 1, 4 and 3 overall. Seals Grove will drop to 3 and 4, 2 and 2 in Hack 1. Handoff goes to the deep man. Hart bounces off one would be tackler, finished off by Hoover, the safety, coming up, making the stop at the 27 yard line. It'll be a fourth down and a punting situation for the Shemokin Indians. Well, good stop there by the Seals defense. Offense will get another opportunity to get out there, get some reps, put some stuff on film, and maybe even get some more points on that board. Dropping back will be Hoover and Dean Hollenbach. They'll be standing inside their own 45-yard line. 2.47 to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 44-8. to West will punt this one away for the Schmokin Indians. Kick is away, driving the return man, Hollenbach, back. He'll pick it up at the 32, up the right sideline. You see the speed? And he gets crushed helmet to helmet. Play there by Paul in the punt coverage. There is a flag, though, but not anything related to the hit here on the near side as the flag's all the way back about where Hollenbach picked the ball up. So the officials will chit-chat about that. I want to remind you that we have the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show coming up after the game. Ryan will go down on the field, interview players, coach Derek Hicks. We get the Smokey Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game stats from our stat man Zach Showers, and we'll look towards next week's game as Seals Grove will take it on the road up to Mill Hall to take on Central Mountain. As Seals Grove will try to bounce back. On the season, Seals Grove has not won back-to-back games and has not lost back-to-back games. They've won every other week and lost every other week. They lost week one, three, five, and seven, and one, two, four, and six. So if it's in the cards, they'll bounce back and get a win possibly in week eight next week against the Central Mountain Wildcats. Also, tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region and the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107, the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Shock stays in at quarterback, gets the snap, turn, gives it to Hollenbach. He's being chased from behind, and he'll go down there. Tackled that time by the Smoking Indians by Bartholomew. 6'1", 218-pound sophomore, makes a stop on Hollenbach as the clock sits at 1.50 to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 44-8 to to the Shemokin Indians. We'll recap the scoring during our Service Electric Cablevision postgame show for you as well. Seals will have to regroup and get ready for next week's game against Central Mountain. Bastion in the game, gets a handoff to the lone back in the backfield. Again, that's Dean Hollenbach, number 23. Drags a defender for about a one-yard pickup. It'll be a third down and four for the Seals Grove Seals. 1.15 to go in the game. Appreciate you listening throughout the year here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Remember, we have a Facebook page. Check it out all week. Got pictures, Trivia Tuesday, Throwback Thursday. Also, get you prepared for 
the upcoming opponent for the Seals Grove Seals. Bashing keeps it off the left side. Hit that time by Hart as he gets about a yard. It'll be a fourth down for the Seals Grove Seals. And they're going to draw Met- jog Metzger out there to look to punt this one away. Breath night all around for the Seals Grove Seals. For a while, their lone score of the night came on a safety by Blaze Ziders. But the big play to start the second half is definitely one of the candidates for the Smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. We'll stick around as we'll make that announcement during our service electric cable vision post game. We've got a flag on the play. Look like a quick start that time by the Smoking Indians. So we'll walk it off five yards, and that will give the Seals Grove Seals a first down. So the offense will jog back out. 19 seconds left on the play clock. See if they're able to run one more play here. And that will wrap things up here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. We won't return back here until the final week of the season at Seals Grove host Montoursville. Next two weeks, we're at Central Mountain, and then we go to Danville. Seals Grove had not played Danville since 2013. We get an opportunity to travel to Danville to take on a very good Ironman team that came in tonight, 5-1. and one. Well, the game wraps up. As the Seals Grove Seals will fall to the Shemokin Indians 44-8 as the teams will meet at midfield and do the traditional handshakes. Again, Ryan down on the field. He's going to try to catch up with Coach Derek Hicks and get a chance to chit-chat with him a little bit. It was a game that the Shemokin Indians were able to get on the board first, and they did that with a two-yard touchdown run by their leading rusher, that's Bryson James. They came with 7.25 to go in the first quarter as the Schmokin Indians would take the lead 7-0 and never look back. Seals Grove would get a safety in that first quarter to cut it to 7-2. And that would be the score at the end of the first quarter. But Bowers, quarterback for the Schmokin Indians, who had a great night, would get a 36-yard touchdown run with 3.24 to go in the first half, completing a seven-play drive. The extra point was no good. Schmokin led at that point 13-2. That would be the score going into halftime. 13-2 lead for the Schmokin Indians. But James will get on the board again. Another two-yard run with 10.44 to go in the third. The extra point good, and it was 20-2 lead for the Schmokin Indians as Derek's making his way over to Ryan. So we're going to right down on the field, not waste any time. Ryan, take it away with head man, Derek Hicks. All right, Pat, we're down here in the field. Seals postgame show, Cable Vision. Coach, I'm not quite sure what to ask you here. Just like one of those nights? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was nervous all week, homecoming, um, you know, mental preparation. I remember old Dave Hess used to always tell me, uh, you know, your kids have got to be mentally ready, and there were a lot of distractions. I was nervous coming in, and the first thing to go when you're not quite mentally there is the fundamentals, the the wrapping and tackling and the things we saw. Um, you know, honestly, it's one of those. Hopefully, we try and spin this one into a positive learning experience on Monday. Still not quite sure how we're going to do that, but, uh, you know, we, we got to find some positive something hold on uh you know we got three games to go and some playoffs yet so we can't pack it in after this one well coach you haven't lost back-to-back games this year so you've been able you've been shown the ability to turn things around what did shimokin do tonight that might have surprised you honestly i mean the game plan they did exactly on both sides of the ball what we thought uh they do but unfortunately we just you know couldn't that play and we couldn't get the stop and uh 
especially the times we had a receiver open and we missed them. And, uh, you know, other times just some some breakdowns up front. So we just couldn't get together tonight. You know, you, you, you know that they're not that good and you're not that bad. And I think that's got to be the message is just heads up. You know, we, we learn the value of being mentally ready to go, watching the film and preparing for the little things. Well, Coach, we know you'll get back at it and get this team rolling. Thanks for the interview. Go address your team. All right, thank you. All right, Pat, we'll go back up in the booth with you, and we will continue with the Seals postgame electric cable vision. Thank you from down on the field. Appreciate Derek's time under difficult loss here to the Schmokin Indians. Again, losing 44-8. to We'll recap the rest of the scoring in this game. But right now, we're going to send it to Sean. He'll give us some updated scores of other games going on. Sean, we'll send it to you. All right, Pat, thanks very much. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. Be right back with more Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107. Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawinds Grove. Go Seals! Eagle 106. It's time for the Seals Post Game Show, sponsored by Service Electric Cable Vision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Post Game Show here for you. Seals Grove Falls to the Smoking Indians 44-8. We got Ryan down on the field with senior center defensive end Blaze Ziders. Ryan? Yeah, back down here in the field, Pat. Seals post game show presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. I do have a guy that does it all here for this team tonight. You had over over ten tackles, three tackles for a loss. You had a sack and you had a safety. An, another big game out of you, but I know that's going to mean nothing to you. Where where do you go as a senior leader now uh, as you you prepare this week for your next game and and making sure the psyche's right of this team? Uh, you know, we didn't play to our potential. week we're gonna we're gonna work hard and Tim we're gonna bring it next Friday I promise you guys that we're gonna be a lot better and our team is gonna be coming around we're, we're a great team we just need to all communicate and we all need to work together and that's the, the key for this next coming week here this game's over and only the next I don't think you can say it any better than that and honestly that's a great way to end it positive and uh, get this team motivated congratulations on a great effort from you tonight uh, unfortunately you didn't get the the win that you wanted but continue to work hard thank you all right, Pat, that'll wrap it up then down here in the field with the Seals post-game show presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. Thank you, Ryan, from down on the field. Thanks, Blaze Ziders. As you said, Ryan, well said from a senior who's going to do his everything he can to get this thing bounced back for next week on the road at Central Mountain. The rest of the scoring looked like this. Again, it was 13-2 to at halftime, and Smokin would get back-to-back-to-back-to-back scores as James will start the third quarter with a two-yard touchdown run, Bowers a three-yard touchdown run, and in Bowers a 35-yard interception return for the Smoking Indians to push the lead to 34-2 with 158 to go in the third. 
And then Kramer would nail a 33-yard field goal with 19 seconds left in the third to push the lead to 37-2. That would be the score at the end of the third. Schmokin would get another score, our one-yard touchdown run, the extra point good, and it was 44-2. Seals go with the final score of the night on a nine-yard touchdown run by Danny Schock. The extra point was no good. Two-point conversion try was no good. Seals Grove falls tonight 44-8 to to fall to 2-2 two two in Hack 1 play while the Schmokin Indians improved to 3-1. and one. That's the score and recap of tonight's game. Now we'll send it to Sean and continue with the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show as he gets you updated on other games going on around the Valley. All right, Pat, thanks very much on 100.9 the Valley and WKOK. Halfway through the fourth quarter, Lewisburg is pulling away from Shikalemi. 35 to 14 a few moments ago a 10-yard touchdown run by Max Moyers. Also across the valley scores we've got Tamaqua leading North Schuylkill 26 to 14. Final score Wellsboro great second half 20 to 7 as they defeat Milton. Also in the fourth quarter Central Columbia leading South Williamsport 48 to 20. Loyal Sock 24 Mifflinburg 14 Berwick leads Hazelton in the fourth 21-14. Final score in Montgomery, the Montgomery Red Raiders. They have won the old shoe for the first time since 2004. They get a score with under 10 seconds to go. They beat Muncie tonight 15-14. to After Muncie began the season 5-0, and they have slipped in their last two games. Tri-Valley over Millersburg at last check in the third, 56-6. Williams Valley and Pine Grove. Pine Grove with 14 unanswered points. Williams Valley was up. At the half, 14 to nothing. They are now 14-14 in overtime. Pottsville Nativity, BVM 9, Midwest 8. The score was 9-2. to Midwest got a touchdown with under 20 seconds to go, but failed on the two-point conversion to try to take the lead. So Nativity, BVM with about 11 seconds to go, leads Midwest 9-8. to Final score, Upper Dauphin. The Trojans getting a shutout over Juniata, 21 to nothing. Danville cruising now over Mentoursville in the fourth, 45-19. And you can check those scores throughout the night here at Eagle107.com. Tonight, not a happy homecoming for the Seals Grove Seals as the Seals fall 44-8 to Shemokin. As we continue the Service Electric Cablevision postgame show, let's go back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Zach Showers. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate that. And again, uh, Seals Grove falls tonight 44-8 to to the Shemokin Indians. Now we look at that we had candidates for the Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And the backbreaker play of the game is the way the Shemokin Indians started the second half, come out with a long bomb from Bowers to his receiver, was caught inside the five down to the one-yard line and pretty much set the tone for the second half as Seals Grove, again, would fall to the Shemokin Indians 44-8. So that long passing catch by the Shemokin Indians, that's the Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Shemokin Dam Health Center offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4333 for an appointment. That's the Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Now, I've just been handed the stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Take a look at team numbers. First for the Seals Grove Seals, seven first downs, 47 yards rushing, 48 through the air. Total yards, 95 yards for the Seals Grove Seals on the night. For the Schmokin Indians, 15 first downs. They end up with 155 yards rushing, 148 through the air. They complete the night with 303 total yards for the Schmokin Indians. Penalties, 
Problems continue on both sides. Eight penalties for both teams. Seals Grove 72 yards on eight penalties. The Shemokin Indians 60 yards on eight penalties. Turnovers, Seals Grove, two interceptions thrown here tonight. One of them big-time interception and returned. Pick six by Bowers, his third on the season, the fourth overall for the Shemokin Indians on the season as he took it in for the score for the Shemokin Indians. Ziders did have the safety early in the game to help cut the lead to 7-2, but obviously it was not enough tonight by the Seals Grove defense. Shemokin, again, 303 total yards. Seals Grove just 95. Take a look at individual numbers first in the rushing game for the Shemokin Indian. James, 15 carries, 78 yards, and two touchdowns. Bowers, 12 carries, 41 yards, also two touchdowns on the night. Madden ended up with three carries, 17 yards, and Frosch ended up with a touchdown run late in the game for the Shemokin Indians. In the passing department, Bowers, 8 for 10, 148 yards. His main targets, Wetzel, three catches for 91 yards, and Mosser, three catches for 41 yards. For the Seals Grove Seals, rushing department, Khan, nine carries, just 18 yards. Shock had a touchdown run for the Seals Grove Seals. Late in the game, Showers came in. Isaiah Showers, two carries for 40 yards for the Seals Grove Seals. In the passing department, Shock, four for 12, just 48 yards and an interception. Bastion did come in, throw three times, and threw one pick for the Seals Grove Seals. Metzger, one catch. Nyland, two catch for 17 yards. Kants, a catch for 10 yards for the Seals Grove Seals. Again, Seals Grove Seals fall to the Schmogan Indians, 44-8. So we look at the... Uh, the conference in the Heartland Athletic Conference Division One Seals Grove will fall to two and two in the conference. They have, still have Central Mountain uh, in the conference to play. Lewisburg, who looks like they're going to end up beating the Shikalemi Braves, will improve to three and one. Shimokin will improve to three and one. Shimokin has um, uh, left on the season. They still have Shikalemi to play. Jersey Shore was playing at a conference tonight, so they'll remain at two and one. So those are the teams that came in at 2-1 and one, and the latest results of games tonight for the Hack 1 Division 1 for the Seals Grove Seals and Lewisburg, Shemokin, and Jersey Shore. So again, Seals Grove falls 44-8 to the Shemokin Indians. Well, that's been the Service Electric Post Game Show. Remember, each week you can hear Bison football. And you can catch it with Doug Birdsong, Kevin Hurt, starting with a Bison buildup on Eagle 107. Next week, the Seals will take on the Central Mountain Wildcats. We'll be on the road and head to Central Mountain. You can catch Seals game day with me, Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brand, starting at 6. The Derek Hicks pregame show is at 6.30, followed by the opening kickoff at 7 o'clock. Again, that'll be on the road at Central Mountain, and it'll all be heard, of course, here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Well, that wraps up Seals postgame show presented by Service Electric Cablevision. Seals fall tonight 44-8 to to the Schmokin Indians. For Zach Showers, our stack guy, Sean Carey, our producer, and Ryan Brandt. This is Pat O'Brien saying thanks for joining us for Seals football on Eagle 107. Up next, scores and highlights from across the region in the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.